We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Wednesday, June 14th, we're in the heart of June, the heart of summer. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, the remote UofL College of Business Studios in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu if you're interested in higher education and what UofL College of Business can do for you. We're on the air today from 3.33 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X, Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey. With you on a post-Bats Wednesday, Wednesday, another tough one for the Bats today. They fall 11-3, back-to-back losses to St. Paul. But it's okay. They've sacrificed. The Bats have fallen a little bit so the Reds could flourish. And that's okay. We're okay here. What the real heroes do. They take sacrifices. Exactly. There's a, the, the Bats are the real heroes here. But shout out to Nick Curran and company. Another great broadcast today. We've got lots to get to today for the, the, uh, the two and a half hours that will be on the air. We've got... Trenton Flowers, an update on his quest to make the USA Under-19 team, and a statement from him. Uh, A couple of football recruiting notes, a couple of off-season lists to get to. Uh, We've got TV ratings in for the NBA Finals, how they relate to college basketball. Bunch of news and notes to get to, and of course we want to hear from you. Wednesdays always get weird. It's the best day to hit us up on the Thornton Sax line at 502-414-1450. And a reminder, download that Refreshing Rewards app from any one of your area Thornton's locations. There's 96,612 of them for a reason. And you'll get the best prices on gas and the best prices inside any of those Thornton's locations. And after you're done doing that, text us at 502-414-1450. TK, how are we on this lovely, but hot, Wednesday afternoon in sunny Jeffersonville? A little toasty. A little toasty. A little toasty. That's why I've got invented air conditioning. So it's all good. We 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 nice and cool on the way here. You cool. ribbed yourself to sleep last night. I know that I you you were asleep before I was because you really? put yourself in a rib coma. Yeah, you fell asleep. You were you were bed past midnight last night. I'm almost always up past midnight. I just I mean, I usually there was asleep. nothing really on. I mean, yeah, I just I don't sleep past. I can't I can't fall asleep before midnight. So I was up, and then John got up at like one o'clock right when I fell asleep. No, it's always fun. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, yeah, I just uh, went to did a little Texas Roadhouse last night. Got me a little full rack of ribs. Some steak fries, some mac and cheese. Don't get their mac and cheese. Uh, and yeah, just kind of was in like a kind of ribbed myself to sleep. I was I, I meant to watch the uh, I'd forgotten they were on until it was around like ten o'clock that the, the part three and four I guess of Bill Walton was on last night. Uh, there's four parts. You told me it was two parts. It, it was two parts last week. I thought two was too many already. I thought well, if, in an hour each, I thought okay, they're only two. It's only two full hours. That's not bad. But last week was basically part one was. Was not was decent. I actually liked it. I was like, okay, let's do part two. Part two was just repeating part one for the most part. And I see that it's, again. It's why you don't need four parts. Yeah, on. I, I love mean, Bill Walton, but we don't need four parts to tell a story. And so I, I'll, I'll try, maybe watch those tonight. I don't know. I've got AEW tonight. There's could be a good show. We got a little MJF, M, Adam Cole match tonight, and 
your boy Orange Cassidy's in a six man against uh, Swerve and the Embassy. So, could be some good matches tonight on on AEW. But I'll try to sneak it in. But yeah, I ate the ribs. I well, I did watch the AEW, uh, the Dark Side of the Ring documentary on the Graham family. Which, if those who don't know who they are, it's they're kind of like kind of like the Florida version of the Von Erichs. A very tragic story where, I mean, not one, two, three, but four generations of men have committed suicide in this family. Jeez. Yeah, it's uh, the the Eddie Graham, the the one of the the main people that that ran Florida, and then his son and his his son, his grandson did it, his his brother did it, his grandfather. Yeah, it's it's, it's a very sad story of the family that had a lot of impact on wrestling. But yeah, other than that, it just didn't. I just kind of felt. I, I think I was. I think it on American Dad reruns on TBS or something, and I fell asleep watching that in my chair. Woke up at like four in the morning, just smoked a cigarette, went to bed. There you go. Call just, that was. I mean, that was yeah. I mean, I know people love to live like carelessly through me. I understand. But uh, on top of it, I do. <laughs> on the way home, though, I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop and get a disc from my PS5. Because I do want to play something. I ended up buying, like, um, the Madden disc. And I never even opened it last night because I just ate ribs and passed out. Wow. So, I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of a dumb purchase. But not the first or last time I'll do that, I'm Happens sure. to the best of us. It, ha- it does. We some Even the greats make mistakes on occasion. So, but how was your Tuesday night? Uh, obviously, you were more exciting than me since you were up past my bedtime. No, I mean, it was good. It, yesterday was one of those days where I, I felt like I was never home, but I wasn't accomplishing it. It was just a frustrating day where you feel like you're just spinning your wheels doing nothing for far too long. And I'm not just talking about being here on the show. Um, <laughs> we're describing my life in general. I, I mentioned, because I, 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 I talked on the show yesterday about the frustration of being at the, we're getting the car fixed, and not, not the car fixed, but just routine maintenance, oil changed. Uh, tire rotate and and like a couple of things were wrong they had to fix too so it was supposed to take like an hour to an hour and a half and ended up taking like three hours and 15 minutes which, yeah your entire monday that winds up or, being yeah. your whole late morning slash early afternoon it's done and so after mary's getting a bunch she's, she's got a bunch of stuff at work she's still getting slammed at work and she's trying to get ready for vacation at the same time so she was like yeah, we had a babysitter stay late watch the kids a little bit so she could get some extra work done and she was like you've been trying to get a new phone for a long time we just haven't had the time oh yeah like why don't you go do that so i go to the and i should have taken her advice she's like i got mine at best buy just go and i was like you know what i'm a t-mobile man i refuse to change i've always used to get the upgrade at the t-mobile store there's one right by our house this will be a lot faster there's never anybody in there I'm I'm gonna hit up the T-Mobile store. I'm gonna do a good thing to show my T-Mobile loyalty. You probably went to the same one I went to. It used to be Holdaway Drugs out there on the corner of uh, Silver Road. And, yes, because yeah. there's there's like two T-Mobile stores within like three like three right minutes of the barber shop. Because yeah. there's still that one next to that Wendy's on Shelbyville Road across from the mall too. Oh, I didn't know which, about that. Yeah, he's been like I've gone to that one before when I've lived in this house, but this one is relatively new. It opened up just a couple of years ago. So I popped in there. That's where I got my. We're like new phone Eskimo brothers. We, we are. So there was poor one person working, which just goes to show the the new era of T-Mobile. It's not like it used to be. And it's fallen so far. I go in there. I'm thinking like, this will probably take like an hour, an hour at most. And so I get there not too long after we get off the air, like probably six fifteen ish. Yeah. And there's one person. She's finishing up with him, and then she's going to talk. And then I'm next. But then this lady comes in, and she's all in in. A, in a, a tizzy. She's, uh, you know, I've, I've got to make my bus. If I don't, I'm going to miss my be late for work, and I just got to get this thing done. And you know, I was like, you know what? I'm be good Samaritan oh, here. I'm look like, at you. you go in front of me. Don't worry about it, Mister. Mister, just, just kind-hearted. Gone to eat your heart out. And then 
another person comes in, they have a quick thing, and she's like, I'm really sorry about that. Like, do you, would you care? I'm like, no, go for it. Don't oh, worry about now it. Now you're going to take advantage I'm like, of I'm like, I'm like, the kids are at home. Like, yeah, I've got a little bit of time here. I've got some things I've got to do, but I'm not in as much of a rush as these other people, it seems like. So she gets done with the other people, finally gets to me, and she's just like, she's over the moon, like, you know, you just, you're so nice. Thank you so much. Like, it just, it, you know, my, I was like, you know, she's like, my job. A lot of times, you know, it just you know, people are just mean, and it makes it so much harder, and all this stuff. I was like, I, I'm sure, and I'm thinking, you know, she's she's a, a nice young lady, and now oh, you're married, right? I know. <laughs> it, it gets to a point though where it's like just us, and she's doing the phone stuff, and like she's again, she's very sweet, but she like I'm getting her whole life story at this point, and it's it's I, I'm sitting there, I've got nowhere to go, I, I can't even look at my phone, I've got nothing because she's got it. <laughs> I'm hearing about like her, you know. Her struggles, her past jobs, her apartment life, her like, like everything is going on. And at one point, like, you know, again, she's very sweet, but I'm, I'm like, am I getting miseried here? Like, is, is, it, is this a misery situation where I'm just not going to be allowed? She locks the door at eight o'clock when, like, the, and she, you're still there. I'm still there. It's, <laughs> it's she, she's like, it, it'll take 20 minutes to upload all the stuff from your old phone to your new phone. And after 25 minutes, she's like, well, you got about 20 minutes left. I'm like, is this? I'm starting to think that this is intentional. She locks the door at eight when the store closes, and she's like, "Don't worry, I'll let you out when your phone finishes." <laughs> and like has this kind of crazy <laughs> laugh. And that was the first time where I got a little. Scared. Did, she, did she do a JK? Or maybe I won't. JK. LOL. No, it, it was it was totally fine. She so was, you got there at six fifteen, and I left at like eight fifteen. I was gonna say she's locking the door at eight. That's an hour and forty five minutes later. She was very sweet, <laughs> but it was a very one sided conversation. Uh, but, it, but it was it was fun. But it was one of those days where you're just like. Man, like I, I feel like I accomplished two things, and it took six hours of my day. Well, you accomplished more. You also you also helped out two other random strangers to, to get to get through and maybe save their day. Maybe they're they're now currently still employed because of your kindness. I'm I'm helping the community flourish. And if you really wanted to like go like three for three and have like a golden sombrero, you know, positive version of on that on that trip, you could have been like, ma'am. My producer at my work is very single. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of Trevor Kelsey? He's got a T-Mobile phone. He's been here before. <laughs> you may have worked with the same, same young lady I did. He, she, he, he could use an upgrade. She was very nice. Shout out to her. Shout out to the T-Mobile store for, for hooking me up. But my the, the only, and this is where, here comes the old man technology rant. Not really a rant so much. It's just like a, a frustration with a new feature. So, And she'd warned me about this. Oh. The, 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 the phone... It never turns like to complete black. Like you know, you press the button on the side, it goes black. Yeah. Like it never does that. It's always like slightly on. Like it's just slightly tinted. And so I'm somebody who my phone is always on silent. And so like I'll have it near me. I'll be working or I'm watching TV or I'm talking whatever. And it'll light up if I get a text message. It'll light up if I get a phone call. Yeah. And so now I'm just constantly seeing like my phone in my periphery lit up and i'm just like, constantly glancing at it thinking that i've gotten a text message from somebody because it's just oh, always it, on it didn't do that before no it, it used to go you know it would be totally black if you if, if you press the button or if you just left it alone for a little bit it's but but it would always light up when you get a text even on silent right well yeah that's what i'm saying Oh, okay yeah that's what i'm saying but like now my phone is constantly lit up so i'm constantly looking at it thinking that i'm getting a text from somebody <laughs> or thinking that i'm getting a phone call from somebody well, that's weird mine doesn't do that i think i mean it's just going to take an adjustment period well yeah i got the it's, it's the new one this which the, which which version do you have the 14 uh Pro. oh that's right i'm 13 plus yeah, yeah. so you're you're one of, so i guess that's the one of the newest 
Well, I can hold off on getting a 14 if that's all they're adding to it. I mean, I'm assuming. Who doesn't want their phone not to go black? I'm assuming that it's a feature that's here to stay. You know, typically the, the new, when they have it changed like that, it just, they keep that for the future models. But I, I, did, I got the the you, second one, the Pro, because the, the Max or whatever, the biggest one, it's just too big to fit, fit in my pocket. Like, I don't I don't need a phone that clunky. That's the one downfall I have about the, the phone being bigger is that I used to be able to text, like, with holding with one hand with my thumb. Now it's kind of hard to get my thumb all the way across the board on the on the. I have small hands too, small thumbs. I was mm. horrible at thumb wrestling. Sorry, it was yeah, it ruined. I, I, some thought I could go pro, but small thumbs unfortunately held me back. Okay. <laughs> have you thought about maybe putting your phone face down when when you're not using it? Uh, I mean, no, because <laughs> then I just can't see anything. Well, then, but yeah, I mean, but if you're not like if you have it on silent anyway, it's not like you're like an eager to answer a text or a or a call anyway. Okay. <laughs> that way you're not it's not lit up because they're not not bugging you constantly. Uh, I, I just it's, it's, sorry, I'm just trying. Somebody on Twitter is like, "Wow, the bats you have can't been, do two things. The once, bats have been demoted to WXVW. How far they've fallen? No offense intended to your radio show being on the station. It's like, well, I'm pretty sure you are intending some offense there. And also, the bats have been here for a while now. It's our second year. Yeah, the bats have, and, and they love it here. They love being on the big. Someone say that about your wife, Texer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the evening we've had a, and, and then today just more work getting ready for pretty standard getting ready for, for vacation. Just, it's, uh, I feel like there's, it's like a, it's like Does a Mary had the, the new 14, 14 plus or she doesn't, she's, uh, she's I think she's, she's got like a 12 or a 13, but she wants to get updated. So right now. We basically we basically just want updated phones for pictures and videos of our kids. Just <laughs> make sure the phone, like that was the thing with my last one is my, the speaker was so distorted. Like you couldn't hear if I took a video Half the time, it was like that sounds like going in and out, and it just kind of ruins stuff. I just make I, I, it has to die on to like I, I I take my phone like I did my PS4 like to the limit until it's I want to say the last time I when I upgraded to this one, it was the point where I had to like turn my phone on and off like three four times an hour because it would just freeze up and I'd have to reboot it, and it wouldn't it wouldn't work most of the time and it's yeah that's the battery would last half of what it should. And that's why I was like, "Yep, that's what, yeah. time to time to upgrade." It's, well, they, they do that on purpose. They, they, oh yeah, they, oh, I know they, they have do. new phones. They want you to upgrade. They start draining that battery. They start making oh, yeah. updates not compatible with your new phone. They start you know, doing all that stuff. And I think my iPhone six or seven that had the longest. They they finally they just sent like a death signal to mine, and it just died one day. That's that's how mine. They were like, well, "You're not gonna you're not gonna tap out." Bravo to you, t- uh, uh, T-Mobile customer. But we're 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 ending this right now. We're pulling the plug. I was like, "Crap." Yeah, the, the the one I had before, I, I definitely had burned it in the ground. I had it. You know, you're supposed to have, get a new one, whatever, two years or whatever. Oh, two. I bet three in like. Two I had years. run this one in the ground. She was shocked at the state of my my case, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, what do you want me to say? It's been in there a long time." Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm kind of like you. If it, it it has to get to the point where it's just like unusable yeah. for me to to upgrade, and there we go. That, that's kind of where I was. So, bam, new phone. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's nice you don't have to put all this stuff in. It's already in there, everything. It's just a brand new screen. It is. Uh, but outside of that, last night, caught very I – mean, I need to give you some props. Yeah. You were very right about the hockey game being a blowout and Vegas winning. I think you said like 6-2, 7-2. I, I picked 6 I thought nine I had it right three. when it was 6-1. I was like, they're going to get it. I mean, nine goals <laughs> in a Stanley Cup clincher is impressive. And this franchise, which has been around for just six years, uh, is now Stanley Cup champions. Go crazy, Vegas. I mean, they like I said, Vegas. This was their test market, and they had to nail it. And they've nailed. I mean, it's crazy to think about. Like, could you imagine if I told you ten years ago that 
Vegas would be looking at having three of the four probably major sports franchises and a champion in one. It's wild. And and, and the one that winning last night has like gambling logos on their jersey. It's nuts. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, that would have been. I don't know if that would have been like more surprising to me ten years ago, or if you're telling me fifteen years ago there'd be, you know, twenty states with legal weed in it. Like, I don't know which one would surprise me more. The weed. I felt like it was coming for a while. I, I honestly, I'd probably be more surprised with the Vegas thing. To be real with you, I guess fifteen years has been right because because California's had it for at least fifteen years, I think now. Yeah, they, they they them in Oregon and then everybody or them in Colorado and then California and then everybody else kind of fell. Last ten years has been a massive speed speed click though. It has. We've got no real gigantic lead story to get to, so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna start with this today because I do think it's. It's interesting. Um, Distraction day for me? Louisville Athletics has clearly been in something of a rut the, the last few years, especially when it comes to its major sports. Football has been fine, but not flourishing at the level that the fan base would like it to. Men's basketball has been, let's just say it, a disaster for the last uh, handful of years. So you'd think Louisville Athletics kind of struggling a little bit. The USA Today, they came up with their annual list of the biggest revenue producers in college athletics. And somebody, when we were talking about money and, and stuff, I remember somebody pointed us uh, to this list from 2021. They do it not based on the school year. They do it based on the calendar year. And someone noted, hey, like despite all of our shortcomings, we still are number one in the ACC when it comes to revenue production. And the 2022 list came out today. And while Louisville is not number one in the ACC anymore when it comes to revenue production, they're, they're fourth this year. But they are a top 23 school. Of course, I'm saying top 23 because they're 23rd. They are the number 23 revenue producer in all of college athletics, which is not too shabby considering everything. The The only schools in the ACC that are producing more money as it stands right now are Virginia, which is actually the highest revenue producer in the, in the conference hmm. at number 14 overall. Florida State is 15. Clemson is 17. And then there we are at number 23. So Louisville, I should note before we move on, this is a list of schools that have to disclose their their budgets and their athletic revenue. So these are all public schools. I'm sure that there are some private schools, i.e. Notre Dame, Syracuse. who are making more money than we are. I don't know, Syracuse, no, no, I was just naming private school. You're right. I'm sorry. Notre Dame would definitely be on the list. A couple others would be on the list. But this is so, – so these are basically the top 25 public school revenue producers in college athletics. But still, for Louisville to be on this list, it says something, and it makes you think that if, man, if Jeff Brom can get it going – if Kenny Payne can get it going, yeah. if we can just get those two spotlight sports back to where we want them to be, just imagine the possibilities because we are in a position where we can produce buckloads of money. We already kind of are, and it can only get better from here. But does that surprise you a little bit that given everything, in 2022, we still were a top 25 revenue producer in, the, in all of college athletics? Uh, not necessarily. Well, if you take private schools out, and it doesn't surprise me even less, but even with the private schools, not as much because, I mean, yes, you can say that, our, you know, our basketball revenue is down, but it's down across the board. And if everything's going down evenly, that means we're still going to be near the top of the basketball revenue. You know, it, it might not be as much as it was at our peak. Well, this is college athletics. This is just not, not just basketball. I know, but I mean, basketball is probably, you know, is, is our, one of our better revenue sports is why I just bring it up. Uh, I mean, I know we do decent in football, and football is why Clemson's probably the only reason they're ahead of us. But yeah, I'm so I'm not. Yeah, I guess I'm not completely surprised. No, I think that it, may, it sounds about right. And when and you're right, and when when, when Brom here within the next year starts bringing in buckets of money, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be rolling around in it. We're gonna be Scrooge McDuck in it. 
And shouldn't I mean you talked about decrease in revenue? But we actually, I mean, we've increased revenue every single year for the last, you know, however many years. Just just the way that it goes. For comparison's sake, you know, we made in 2021 139 million dollars. We ranked 19th in the country, and then in this year we made 146 million. So I mean, how, how do we more. make more money when we're we're not? There's ticket sales are going down. Inflation. I mean, I, mean, I just everything. Well, everybody's yeah. making more money. That's true. And you know the. TV deals are going up. Nah. Conference revenue sharing is well, going up. Well, not ours. We're in the ACC, remember? Well, I guess everybody else is ours. <laughs> That's why we went from 19 to 23, though. But apparel deals, you just there's more. The money's always going to increase until you know, that bubble bursts. But Louisville still, regardless of what's going on in their programs, regardless of the scandals, the NCAA issues, and keep in mind, I mean, this is a this is the 2022 year. So for the bulk of that year, we still were underneath the umbrella of the the NCAA cloud. We still were. Basketball was not operating at its maximum capacity, and now that's changed too. No, so like you would think that th- that, that number is only going to go up, and that ranking is going to go up as the years, hopefully, uh, you know, start to pass again. Like you said, I mean, if we're going to stay afloat and go up, it's um, up inflation and TV deals. That's irrelevant of how we are competitive on the field or on the court. Well, but I'm talking about the ranking. Yeah, um, that's you know, we're talking about relative to the other schools. If you want to be, I think that we're going to climb that list again because as impressive as it is to be top 25. With everything going on, we've been higher the last two years on this list than we are this year. So I, I think that if the if the programs can get back to winning their winning ways, if ticket sales go back up, then you know I, obviously everybody's money is going to continue to climb. But we should climb this list of revenue producers moving forward. No disrespect to what we did in football last year uh, with the eight wins in Satterfield and getting blown out by Air Force, but uh, well, that wasn't last year. Whatever. We beat Cincinnati. I tried beat Cincinnati. Yeah, that's right. Um, God love you, Cincinnati. A gift that keeps on giving. The uh, of of the top twenty five, who would was there anybody like of combined basketball and football that had maybe has less of a competitive year than we did? Um, I know our basketball brings us way down. I get that, but yeah, I mean there are. I mean Illinois on the list. Washington's on the list. Washington had a good football team though. They went like ten and one last year. Did they really? They went ten games. Yeah, they were like ten and two. I think last year in football. Were they in the playoff? Kalen DeBoobers, uh, I think, is a really good young coach out there that's going to be look out for him. None of their basketball sucks. Oh, no, the basketball is horrible, yeah. Yeah, they went 11-2 and two and finished eighth in the country. Look at them. Yeah, I knew they had a good, I thought they had a good season last year. Yeah, so that that's – but you're right, basketball, I mean, was bad. Uh, Illinois is – Yeah, they were, they were like 500 in both sports, I guess, I would say. Would they be even the same? Better than us, overall. Probably, yeah. If you can pick them, 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 yeah. I mean, that's like I said, it's kind of hard to to see somebody's below us because our basketball team won four games. I mean, unless Oregon, unless, unless California's football team is right, is, is in there too, then is California ahead of us? Cal's not on there. Okay, then yeah, then that might be the only one we have a chance at. Would you care to venture a guess as to who's number one? Oh, probably Ohio State. Ohio State's number one. That's yeah, correct. I say I'd, my my top guesses would be Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia's, Georgia's five, Bama's three, LSU, LSU six. Um. Michigan. Michigan is four. Um, Think money in college athletics for, for number two. I mean, Florida. Florida's eight. I'm thinking SEC. Most of them are generous. Get away from the SEC. Get away from the SEC. Um, Big money producer. In which sport? All of them. Own network. Uh, BYU? 
Texas. Texas. <laughs> Texas is number two. And for what it's worth, BYU does does mm-hmm. the description you gave me. BYU not only Texas, yeah. yeah A and M is seven, and then I think the only other one you didn't name was Oklahoma, who's ten. Oh yeah. Well, so all yeah. the usual suspects right there. Pretty much in the top yeah. ten. Kentucky, for those uh, interested, is number sixteen. They made one hundred fifty nine million dollars last year. They had a better football team. They did, and I think their ticket mm-hmm. sales have been better than ours in those two sports. Yeah. So. Again, still, I think, good news that UofL has not fallen off the face of the earth. And I, I think it, it lends itself to the no one, of your consistent, one of your consistent points, which is there's, there's money. There's like, always like, money. When you talk about, <laughs> I know that we're still paying some coaches. We're not paying Bobby Petrino anymore, which is nice. I know that there's right. still some deals where we've, we've lost out on. We've lost some cases in court. Um, but there's still enough money there for there not to be an excuse for us not to be Really, at least competitive in any sport. I just, the one thing that always irks me is that you don't have, you can't do it. You have no money. There's always money. There's always money in the banana stand, people. Always money in the banana stand. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton Sex Line. We'll take our first break now. Oh. When we come back, we'll talk a little Trenton Flowers. We'll talk about um, these these TV ranking ratings for the NBA Finals, how they relate to college basketball, and then we'll take some texts from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line at five zero two. 414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, a shortened edition here on 1450 and 961. The Big X. <laughs> How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. Hour number two. I hugged her and hour she two. hugged back. Here's the Wednesday like edition of Mike on the show in 1450. And did you see Rick Pitino throwing out the first pitch to uh, Delano Mitchell last night? I did. Came a little short, right? A little short. A little short. That's Didn't get right. there. He he went he went full wind up. I respect the fact that he went from the the actual bump. Yeah. Didn't go from in front of the mound. And uh, you know, Donovan could have helped him out there by scooping it a little bit. He made it, it never looks. It makes it look worse when you don't catch it cleanly. And he he, he bobbled it. He probably because he was wearing his little league glove. I was like, come on, Donovan. Help Rick out a little bit. He like showed it on Instagram. He's like, I'm never changing my glove. I was like, well, you kind of screwed your Hall of Fame head coach there. Now I'm wondering like, why his little league glove still fits. I mean, you, you, you can make any clothes. So my hand's grown, hasn't it? I mean, hasn't most men, most human beings' hands grow by the time they're in Little League? Well, they do. I mean, again, it's not ideal, but you can still use it. Uh, but he, uh, Rick bounced the pitch a little bit, but it was okay. He, he, was, he was excited. Mm-hmm. He took some pictures of the, from the box. He was doing rockin' a oversized St. John's baseball jersey. It was, uh, it was interesting. Amir Garrett? What? He went, he, well, no, he was, was he St. John's or Rutgers? Oh, Amir Garrett did play at St. John's. Yeah, he, was yeah. St. John's, he played basketball and baseball, right? He definitely did, yeah. and he was on the Reds for a little bit. Don't ask me to name another St. John's baseball player. I, yeah, that's all I can give. <laughs> that's all I can give. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's got to be another one that was famous, right? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, they had a good program. Remember when we were in the Big East, like they were one of the better programs along with us in, in those later years when McDonald got there. But 
I'm sure they've produced some guys. I just I don't ask me to name any. Yeah. But the Yankees did win 7-6 last night over the, the poor, hapless Mets. Uh, what are you going to do? 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll take a couple of quick texts here before we move on to the next topic. Uh, text says, first text to come in, y'all on Spotify yet? Uh, go right to it and check. Search for it. Ooh, Frank Viola went there. There you go. <laughs> Texter says, uh, podcast listener, I completely agree with your take on vacation with young kids. It is weeks of prep, list making, and packing. It's literally taking care of your kids in a different location with less conveniences, less amenities, more stress, and more hassle. It's 100% true. Well, then why is it called a vacation? It sounds like the complete opposite of a vacation. It's not a vacation. <laughs> the only thing that it is what vacation-y should it be about called it, instead? The only thing that's vacation-y about it is, is you don't have to work. Like, that's it. Well, you're working, just not where you're getting paid. And I usually even, like, I'll take my computer and get a few posts up on the, the website while I'm there. Like, just because, you know, there's there's downtime. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's it's a lot. You just have to hope that, like, Virginia will be a little bit easier this year because she's getting older. But then also she wants to do more stuff. Like, she, you know, at least when they're really young, they're always going to come back and nap. You get that little nap time to get a snack in, maybe nap yourself. So we'll have that with John this year. But it's yeah, and the other thing too is the sleeping arrangements are, are tough. You know, John, he we have to hope that he sleeps in a pack and play and sleeps through the night. That's probably not going to happen. Pack and play. Yeah, Virginia and I will sleep on. We slept on the pullout bed last year on the couch, and you know we sold it to her as like the couch bed. Like it was kind of fun. It was different. I don't know if she's gonna buy it this year, but we'll yeah, we'll see. It's definitely a lot. But as they get older, I think it'll get easier. And then also you can do some different stuff. Like right now. Yeah, I like taking vacations where you go to like new cities, explore new cities. I kind of like you know nature stuff. I would love to go to to Wyoming at some point. I'd love to get back to Colorado at some point. But you can't do that with a three and a one year old. Like all you can do is uh, beachy trips with playgrounds and splash pads, and like that's it's what you have to do at this age. See, that's what I'm saying. That's the new rule. Are you ready? This is Trevor's life lessons rules rules and guidelines to to living a better life. The non-parent. Living with his parent, Trevor Rule here. And this, I'm kind of the parent now, more so in this, <laughs> at this point. But <laughs> she's closer to diaper than I am. Um, but yeah, he's, <laughs> no vacations out of town with kids unless they're both over the age of six. Okay, good luck with that. Because there's no point. Like they're, they're not really going to remember it before like five or six anyway. I mean, and so you're just you might as well just take them to the backyard. It just I mean, reminds me, take a vacation. It just reminds me of the Nate Bargatze bit where he's like, we took our kid to Disney at 3, and people are like, oh, she's never going to remember. It's like, I don't know. I like seeing my kid happy. I guess I'll lock her in a closet for every single day for the rest of her life and be like, hey, did you remember yesterday? Nope. All right, back to the closet. He's got a point. Well, he's, he's joking. <laughs> he's making fun of the people that were criticizing him. No, no, it's he's, he's – He's he's actually should be looking at what they're saying and saying maybe I, they're right. I wouldn't lock the kid in a closet per se. You I just mean, don't care about kids being happy until they I mean, can make not, conscious memories. They're happy. You can you can throw her like a an empty toy box and she'll be happy. No, you Trevor, you no. <laughs> that, that, that is the complete I, <laughs> lack of having a kid. That's the, the most non-parent statement of ever. This heard isn't my for the kids. Life. So you're basically admitting it's you're being selfish. This isn't for the kids. It's for you, right? No, it's the kids enjoy it. Well, yeah, the Virginia kids loves it. She's. I mean, we've been talking about the beach now for the last three weeks. Well, take her down to. Ohio River. It's a beach. She won't know the difference. I hope you never have kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm going to spoil them when they get older, but if before the age of like six or seven, you're just wasting your time. You're wasting their time. You're wasting money. It's stress. Just, no. 
Just when's the last time you went on a vacation? Uh, like an actual vacation? Yeah, like a real vacation. Uh, 2014 when I did the Hall of Fame tour. That'd be a good vacation to take. Yeah, that's. I mean, and before that, I don't know, like somewhere in the nineties, maybe. I've never been one to really going on vacations. If I'm, go- I mean, I'll go out of town, but it's usually you know, work, you know, not for like a vacation, per right? Se. But uh, like I go on, like I went to the Super Bowl. Does that count as a vacation? No. I mean, yeah, I drove up there. I went to the game. I drove back. I mean, I didn't do any sightseeing or anything like that. So yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, there's no. You want the kid to be happy? The kid can be happy. Be in the backyard. You'll be happy. You don't have to go to work the next day. You're taking vacation time off. The kids are enjoying their time. You can just do stuff in town. There's no take them to L.A. The Louisville area. Yeah, brilliant take there. I'm just I. Texture says uh, in your. Top twenty. Okay, my my SB Nation top twenty five did post today. Came out there. He says in your top twenty five, you have Duke and UK ranked, but according to Bart Torvik, they're in the bottom ten in experience with U of L, uh, and both are top seven in talent with U of L. What's the difference to rank UK and Duke, but not U of L? So are, are you saying that I mean, Bart you Torvik really, is an idiot? Are you, are you really going to make me say this? <laughs> Kentucky was a six seed last year. They were. Duke was a four seed last year. That might have been. Louisville won four games last year. That is correct. Duke was a, is a four seed that returns four starters from yeah. last year's team. Kyle Filipowski was all ACC, would have been a first-round draft pick. Jeremy Roach, who's played there for four years and has led them to the, the Final Four, uh, was the best player during that Final Four run a couple of seasons ago. Tyrese Proctor, who was a five-star prospect, who came along late last year, and Mark Mitchell all came back to Durham. They bring in the number two recruiting class in America. Like, that's... You can't compare that Duke roster to Louisville's roster just because Bartorvik has both of them in the bottom seven when it comes to experience. <laughs> I mean, Duke also has they, – they got Jared McCain, who we recruited heavily, who's a definite one-and-done talent. He's going to play guard for them. We were both fill that scoring role. <laughs> and with UK, I mean, we've talked about, like, could UK be a team that falls flat on their face this year? Sure. But they've still got the number one recruiting class in America. Yeah, Cal has done well with – Freshman laid heavy teams when they've been, you know, of this caliber. He's still going to go out there and get some more guys. And I've got, it's not like I have them at number one. I mean, Duke, I think I just made a valid case for them to be preseason top five. I've got them at three. I've got Kentucky at number 25. I did the lazy thing, tossed them in there at 25, and was like, I don't know, but you got to kind of trust Cal at this point to at least get them top 25 good. I mean, as, for as down as they were last year, they were still a six seed, which would, Translate to them being the number twenty-one to twenty-four team in college basketball. So, you know, you've got Louisville there, who brings back a few good players from last year's team that went four and twenty-eight, and then brings in a big-time recruiting class. Like that's just there are differences between that roster and Duke's that are I should not have to explain. And then with Kentucky, it's the fact that Calipari's never had a season even remotely close to. I mean, nine and sixteen was a disaster for them in the COVID year. They still weren't four and twenty-eight bad. It's just yeah, they were actually a lot more competitive in those losses, their twenty losses, than we were in ours as well. There were games where they they were in it near the end and just couldn't get over the hump. We usually were out of it long before the halftime. And I, th- I think I mean, let's give Cal Perry the benefit of the doubt here. Like, it's not like he had that was his first year as a head coach, and it was like, oh, I don't know if he can coach. He's nine and sixteen. Like he's. He's coached long enough. He's already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we have no idea crazy. what Kenny Payne is capable of doing. And it's his second year. Cal gets the benefit of the doubt to a degree, for sure. I mean, I think, I'm think i not saying that I think Louisville's going to be 4-28 or anything, but I don't have them as a top 40 team in the country preseason. Mm, I wouldn't either. And, I mean, I think even with seven, just to say that they have just seven freshmen, as you mentioned, 
They're also, of those seven freshmen, like four of them are top 25 recruits, and that may lead to, you know, in sporadic play and non-consistent wins, but it's also going to be a lot more competitive than probably what you're going to get, which is maybe what Louisville has. I do like to point out, though, that you, you, your arguments for Duke are something a lot like your arguments of why you had North Carolina in the top three last year. Well, I mean, Duke was a more consistent team, though, before. They were up until the tournament, yeah. I mean, they, they were a four seed. Carolina was an eight seed the year before. They, were. they bring back – I mean, Carolina brought back four starters from that team. Duke brings back four from this. But Duke also <laughs> brings in a, a top two recruiting class, whereas Carolina really added nothing to last year's team. They had some and also, like, transfer, didn't let's they? Let's not say, like <laughs> – let's not be like – that was a outlandish take. Carolina was the preseason number one team in America in the official polls. Like they, it wasn't just me predicting them to be number one. They were preseason number one in the AP poll and the coaches poll. And Duke had gone to the final four the year before. Well, that's not really pertinent to this conversation, but yeah, they did. And then down year. Yeah. Just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. You just jinx Duke, and they're not going to. Now they're going to miss. I mean, I'm fine with that. I that's mean, what I think. That's what you. I were, don't have them at number one. I think though. subconsciously that's what you were doing there. I don't, but I don't have them at number one. They're number three. Yeah, but I, I said top three. That still counts, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do have them at number <laughs> one. I went with Kansas. Yeah. Um, I went Purdue at number two, even though I'm not crazy about the fact that their guard issue has not really been addressed. Yeah, but that won't be a problem to tournament time anyway. I think that. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at them and. It's a weird thing. It does remind me of, and I'm the millionth person to draw this comparison, but I had Virginia very high the year after they lost uh, in, in the first round to UMBC because I was like, you know, let's not just overlook. They were the number one overall seed. They had a terrible game. They bring back virtually everybody from that team, and Virginia ended up winning the national title a year later. Purdue's bringing back all five stars from a team that, as embarrassing as their finish was and as predictable wow. as it was that they weren't going to go deep in the NCAA tournament, still was the Big Ten regular season and conference tournament champion. They bring back the national player of the year. Like, they're going to be good. Go- I, I don't think that they're going to win. I'm not predicting them to win I the national title. I just heard Purdue's winning the national title this year by Mike Rutherford. Well, if I was saying that, I'd have them at number one. But I, I've, I've got them at two. Wow, that's what I just heard. I'm going to message words right now. Well, it's it's never happened before where the team that has been upset by a 16 seed has not won the national title a year later. So if that's you want to make that a, that's case, a good point. That's actually a strong argument there for you. Rounding out the top five, I went Michigan State at four, and then UConn at five. I think I think I lost a lot though, didn't I? I'm still higher on UConn than most people. I think Tristan Newton's really good. They bring back Alex Carabin. I think Don, Donovan Kling and the freshman big man who played the reserve role last year is going to become a star. Landing the, the kid from Rutgers. Cam Spencer, mm. he helps them. He brings that outside shooting presence that they lose with Jordan Hawkins. And I'm also just like, I'm a really big believer in Danny Hurley. He has, there are, there are websites now that will track playbooks that will give you, like you can find every coach's playbook. He has the, ro- the most robust playbook in all of college basketball. They ran more different sets last season than any other team in the sport. He's really, really good at what he does. He gets the most out of his teams every year. And, I mean, they didn't just win the national title last oh, year. Dominate. They dominated. It was the second most dominant run to a tournament championship ever. And they also brought in a five-star point guard to help run the show this year. And so, they knocked Arizona off as being the only four seed to win a title. They did. It was. I think that there's reason to kind of trust in Hurley and what he brings back. Uh, don't have him preseason number one, but there's a lot of questions for all these teams in the top ten. There's so much roster turnover in college basketball now. You can make a case against and for a lot of teams, and I'm just – I, a lot of times you just have to rely on the head coach. Like I believe this guy's so good that he's going to get it done with the pieces that he has, and I'm kind of in that boat now with with Hurley. I think he's that good. I mean, when time goes by, I wonder how forgetful would be how the UConn 
this UConn, UConn team, the way they did dominate all the way to the championship. I don't think it'll be forgotten. I think people, I think it's one of the, the things that they'll remember most from last year's tournament. It was, I mean, they really weren't challenged. They just destroyed every all six teams they played. The biggest challenge they got might have come from my own in the first round. It was the only well, time. They by 20. <laughs> it, they, and they trailed at halftime. Oh, that's right, yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Well, because Iona was kind of a, a, a niche pick for an upset, too, because it's mm-hmm. Iona. Yeah. But then again, what? Thirteen twelve isn't usually, but that you can check it out. SBNation.com is on the front page there. I, like it that um, I tweeted it out from the Twitter page as well, so check it out. But that's my long-winded answer to the the, the question. I already forgot the question. It was why do I have <laughs> basically like why do I have Duke and UK ranked and not Louisville when they have similar experience rankings? Texas says after all that grace garbage from HVL yesterday, KP has some serious competition for the least cool person tournament. Just title it the 2022-2023 basketball season to avoid throwing KP under the bus. It was an all-systems failure and definitely not cool. We talked about this on Monday, and I think that's probably what I'm going to do. It's sort of a coward's way out to just like make it one entry, 2022-23 Louisville basketball. But I don't want like, – I also don't know if that's fair either. But also like highlighting Kenny Payne, it's just I don't want to do that. I, I don't want – he's a – He's still our head coach. I always try to avoid putting people in the tournament who are actively members of U of L sports, like like coaches, certainly players. I, I never I've never put a player in there. Um, administrators. You try to wait until it, it's done. They've moved on because who's to say? I mean, Kenny Payne, for all we know, could win thirty five games this year, go to Final Four, win a national title, and yeah, it, it would look very dumb for us if we were like he's the least cool person in, in Louisville. Well, sport. he was this year. I mean, that does. I don't think that's that. That makes you look dumb. I mean, people can turn things around. Yeah, but then I think if he if he wins thirty five games this year, it's pretty clear that all the stuff he was saying about it's not us, it's 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 these kids, it's this culture was accurate. Okay, so the next year the least cool person will be everybody voted for Kenny Payne the year before. Yeah, you, so why put yourself in that situation? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I mean, he, he, he yes, he can turn things around, but I don't think it's unfair to say that he isn't considered the least cool person this 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 season. I can see where he could get a vote. Now, would he get my vote? I don't know. I agree maybe with not putting the whole team out there. I don't think that's – I think it should be more individualized. But the coaches who have won it, I assume that their resulting wins came after they left each time. Say what now? The coaches who have won it, like Petrino. They I all think. were after they were gone. Yeah, after they were gone. Petrino won it, Craig Thorpe won it. But um, it was after they left. Yeah, it was after they got fired. I look forward to the lesreport.com, the school person tournament. <laughs> hey. We hit, we we hold no we we don't hold we don't pull back at all. If we think you're uncool, you're uncool. Can you become cool? Maybe, maybe you become even less cool. We win two games next year. He's even more uncool. But you but this year, sorry, KP. That's why that website was thriving. <laughs> it only went down because I got other I had other gigs. Mm-hmm. It'd still be alive. Don't make fun of my website. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> what's wrong with it? It's a great day. A low blow over here, man. Come <laughs> on. Texas says no good deed goes unpunished. It's true. Texas, I'm I had the exact same thing um, at a T-Mobile store in, in Springhurst. After nearly three hours, they eventually agreed to just let me take both phones home and bring the old one back the next day. Okay. I took my phone home. And I was just going to. I'm, I'm going to send it back. I'm going to send it in a I've like never, a They've never kept my old phone. Is that a thing? Yeah, you trade it in. You get like 250 bucks for it. Oh, um, but see, the thing is, though, by the time I've gone to upgrade, my old phone isn't worth squat. Yeah, that's the... That's, my, mine was like 200 Yeah, I think I don't even think I would get 200 for it. I mean, 
They, I, 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 the last two upgrades I've done, and I've only done two upgrades to T-Mobile with, and I've been T-Mobile for 20 years now, but they've always just been like, yeah, just take your old phone home. We got them both still sitting on my, I think they're sitting on it in my dresser. Texas, my phone still has an actual button for the home on the front, and I'll never give it up. Alexis Diaz for the Reds. Wow. Oh, yeah, I haven't had that in a while. I did. That's, that, that is your, that's your like, dating yourself. I think that's iPhone 3 area, yeah. So I was sitting there. like While I was waiting, this was after the, the other people had been helped, and then my phone was like being transferred over. This old guy walked in. He, cowboy hat, like big boots. He's got to be at least like 75, and he's got a flip phone. Nice. And he starts the conversation with <clears> – <throat> I still got a flip phone. I don't want any of those smartphones or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Right, <laughs> right then. Phrasing it that way, just let me know. Like, here we go. This guy's making the T-Mobile least cool person of the day award. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was going to be worse than it was. But just the question was great. And she handled it very well. But he was just like, I'm getting this notif- this pop-up on my phone, and I don't know what to do. And she was like, essentially, someone's trying to access your information, and this is just asking whether or not that's you. And he's like, well, it ain't. And she was like, just hit no. And he's like, that's all I got to do? And she was like, yes. And then he goes, how can I find out who's trying to get into my phone? And she was like, I can't help you with that. She's like, you, you can go to tech support if you really want to. They're probably not going to be able to help you. But this man wanted to track down who was trying to access his phone See, and kill them in broad this, daylight. This would have been more. I, this is why I don't work customer service anymore. Because my my smart ass would have been like, "Oh, it's easy. It's that dude." I just point at you. <laughs> he would have probably killed me. And turn around, and watch him just attack some random person. He was ready. He was whole, he was ready to, sh- to shoot somebody. He's not alone. My cousin who uh, lives in a farm in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. He's still. I think he's had the same flip phone since like early two thousands. He's never gotten upgraded on a phone. Really? Yeah. And now, granted, I before he lived, I love in, him. Before he lived in North Carolina, he's he's completely off the grid guy. Like before he lived in uh, the, the farm thing in North Carolina, he spent like two years living in North Dakota, like out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, he's just that's kind of who he is. Meanwhile, his brother's an Air Force pilot living in Japan. Jeez, <laughs> different lives. <laughs> it's completely different. Yeah. Texas, Trevor. No offense, man, but nobody cares about parenting advice from someone who doesn't have kids. Okay. The very next text says Trevor is making some strong points. Uh, thank you. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying you don't have to take my advice. Be my guest. Waste million, hundreds of thousands of dollars and on stuff the kids aren't going to remember because it makes you feel like you're a better parent. But when I think about living life to the fullest, I think what would Trevor do? You should. I do. I'm giving you good advice. You don't want to. I'm not forcing you to take it, people. Texture says, oh, the, the guy who asked the question about the rankings said, I agree with your rankings. I just want to hear you give people their reality pills. <laughs> oh, I mean, listen to the show. Anything. I, I don't know why you think like I'm, I, I'm this like Louisville Homer who has been saying we're going to win at the level of Duke and Kentucky. I don't think you've been listening to the show if you think that that's the case. I mean, I, I do love in this in this market, you get just criticized for being on either end of the spectrum on any take. You know, oh, yeah. you, people who don't actually listen sometimes or just listen sparingly are like, Rutherford to Homer, he just thinks Louisville's going to win every game. And then people who do listen sometimes are like, he's way too negative, he's got to be nicer to KP. All It's just, you can never fully win. Hey, is, that's sports radio. That's why I'm, everybody thinks I'm a hater because I didn't like something once, one, two years ago. Now I hate everything. What was that? I don't know. You hate everything every day on the show. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> just railed against vacations with kids. Wow. <laughs> That's not just hating on something. That's just common sense. What have you said on the show today that you've liked? 
I liked the, the the documentary last night on Dark Side of the Ring. Okay, you weren't you even go. listening to that. <laughs> you weren't like the, I was, <laughs> but I didn't know what you were talking about, so I kind of sounded. That I, that, and, and oddly enough, unlike Bill Walton, I wish it had been more an hour. It could have been the good two 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 three hour documentary because it kind of went through a lot of information very quickly just to get to the point that you know the end result, which was a, a sad story. But um, there was something else I liked. Oh, I liked that text where he says I'm making good points. That just happened, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was, that was current. Texas Louisville has six first-round picks on its roster. Uh, what sport? I'm assuming basketball. No, I mean, what sport are they getting picked in? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had we had a question. Handball. <laughs> I mean, we had a question a few weeks ago that was like, "Do you think there are three draft picks on this roster?" We had six first-round picks last decade. Yes. Okay. My answer was yes. I think there are three draft picks on the roster. If you're asking me, do I think there are six first-round picks on the roster, I'm going to have to say no. I don't think that that's shocking. Um, But I I think that you've got – you have a handful of guys that have a legitimate shot at getting drafted. I think that Trenton Flowers has a shot at getting drafted. Dennis Evans has a shot at getting drafted. Trey White is the other one that immediately jumps out and says he has a shot at getting drafted. Now, Sky Clark, if he – has a stellar season and can live up to the the former five star ranking that he had coming out of high school. He could be a draft pick. Um, no, by the way. I mean, Brandon Huntley Hatfield definitely had aspirations. I think he's going. I mean, he's gonna have to show about what quadruple <laughs> what he showed last year <laughs> to even have a shot. But I mean, I don't, I don't know where you would even go for the sixth. I, I mean, I guess you know one of the other freshmen. I don't, yeah, it's just I, I don't. I hope. That, that that happens. I don't see it happen. I can I, I can only just guess it's somebody I haven't seen play yet. Uh, there's nobody I've seen. Yeah, I mean we're all guessing. Yet. And by the way, no, we have we've had three first round picks in the last ten years, not six. Is that it? Yeah, we went. We'd have a multiple second. The only three that since 2013. Well, I thought you said that we had ten draft picks. No, I said we had six even first rounders in the last ten years. I thought you said draft. Sorry. And the only three were were Jang, Rozier, and because we've had a bunch of second round picks. We had Wara, Johnson. Yeah, we've had, in the last um, in the last ten years we had Siva, Russ, uh, Montrez, Shinanu, Shinanu, uh, Ray, uh, Wara, and David. Yeah, all in the second round. But in the first round, no, we haven't. We haven't had a, a six in probably a ten year span since. I don't know if we ever have. No, that's, I mean it's a lot. Well, I mean, some would say no, it's not, but yeah. it's it's. I mean, it's it's a lot for ninety nine percent of college basketball programs. Yeah, I mean, you Duke and Kentucky are, are going to do that. Yeah, I was going to say Duke, Kentucky's done it a few times. I mean, with just the first round. Well, we know that. I mean, Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky's on an island by itself when it comes to draft production. I don't think that that's exactly breaking news. Texas, as for UConn, I still think FAU would have at least given them a good game. I think FAU would have given them a better game than San Diego State did. Probably, yeah. And I think FAU was better in that Final Four game. They just kind of came apart in, in in the final minute or so, and then Butler hit a great shot. Texas, did I hear Louisville and experience in the same sentence? You did, but for not good reasons. <laughs> Texas, Mike, it's your least cool person turning. You have a right to take some liberties the way you want to frame the contenders. I would probably vote KP, but also don't want him to win it for the same reasons you said. Well, no, it's not just yours. It's just the websites. It's just are you, are you are you pulling out the dictator card on this one? I mean, well, yeah, it's my website. Well, excuse me. I thought it was the people's choice. They get to vote. But yeah, I picked the tournament. All right, Trump. 
I have for, <laughs> for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, Just because you don't acknowledge this as being my show I... doesn't mean you can't acknowledge it for being my website. Keep whatever you say, Putin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> thought I was the commandant over Russian over here. <laughs> you know, Putin would be picking the winner. That's true. <laughs> I would say, who's this? Do we have proof of these votes? Or are you not? Are you just like picking who you want? And the proof me? is that I don't have the technological ability to really like. That was the thing last that part year. I do believe when yeah. everybody was going crazy about the Brain Brom home guy winning the person of the year, they're like, you know, Mike's rigging it, and I'm like, I don't even know how. I I, I don't know how to. I you even rigged it for that. <laughs> all I can do is set up the poll and I let it go. Like like the there was a year way way back, so this would have been 2011, where like overnight when the poll was getting set to end in the morning, it ended up a exact tie between Charlie Strong and Preston Knowles. And people were like, shenanigans. And I'm like, probably, but I couldn't do it. And I'm, like, I'm like, I'm sure somebody else set it up. Like, I've got no idea how to do that. Uh, I didn't think you could. It's technology. What do you want me to say? Texas, I think it would be uh, a bad look for KP to get least cool person. His tracksuit as LCP would be hilarious and symbolically fitting. I The the, the Star Trek outfit is going to be under heavy consideration. <laughs> So now are you are you not even allowed him to be voted on? What do you mean, KP? Like, is he? Are you going to just like not even allow him to be a, mem- a be be an option to vote on? Probably not. I think that we'll do. I think the the season as a whole will be the entry for basketball. Mm, I got you, Stalin. Texas says, don't change the name of the CC uh, least cool person, but name the trophy the Mulkey. <laughs> well, I think we had, just... we, we tried to change it to the the McGee a few years ago. Oh, he, he was maybe the biggest runaway winner of all time. Yeah, yeah. at least until the coronavirus happened, but. He uh, he just doesn't win randomly anymore. (laughs) I think he got nominated the next year, too. I think he was in the tournament the next year, but did not win. Texas says, how much does Trevor think that vacations cost? He says, he said, quote, hundreds of millions of dollars wasted. Well, I mean, over the years, not in one vacation, but, I mean, uh, the vacation, like you're doing a week in Hilton Head, four people. I mean, you're talking about, what, a couple grand? Nah. Yeah. I mean, with travel costs and stay and whatever, you know. Going out to dinners. I mean, yeah, you're you're talking about a few thousand bucks, probably. Not a few thousand. No, no. I mean, Trevor, I, why are you acting like you know and I don't? I know exactly. Well, I've been on vacations. <laughs> you said you haven't been on vacation to the beach since the nineties. <laughs> well, and you were a kid. How much is cheap? Well, I wasn't a kid in the nineties. I was a teenager. But <laughs> yeah, but you were paying for your your vacation in the nineties, and if you were, I don't think it was the same thing. Well, we didn't pay much. I mean, the last times I went to a beach was when I went to Miami with my friends. We just drove down there, slept on the beach for like two nights, and then drove back. Texas says, oh, angry guy here. I have two kids, and I parent them just as my boy Wagyu would. As Tom Brady once said, F them kids. The angry guy's not too bad. You have the same parenting style as angry guy. I mean, he's, he's, angry, he's angry for a reason because he's been having to, to take his kids on vacations before. He didn't want to do it. Now he's, he's happy. That's why he's texting the show. That's why he's texting the show. I'm not, I'm not saying you don't take the kids on trips. So wait till they can enjoy it. You can enjoy it. It's, it'll be better to take a 10-year-old or 8-year-old to the beach. I mean, she'll be 8. John will be 6. They'll both enjoy it so much more. You'll have a good time. They'll have a good time. Just wait till they're out of college, and then we'll maybe we'll take a trip to like <laughs> Indiana Dunes. Well, then you're getting cats in the cradle. You don't want to do that. Texture says a month and a half until uh, fall practice, fall camp starts. Name what you think you have, what you are the most confident in, and what worries you about the football team. The only thing that worries me about the football team is that the season can't get here soon enough. I'm the most confident in, I'm just going to say the overall offensive scheme, the fact that I think that 
Jeff and the offensive staff will use the pieces they have in the best way possible to extent their, accentuate their strengths and, and make sure that they're going to put points on the board. I think they're really excited about Jawar Jordan, and I think I'm excited about the ways that they're going to use him and Maurice Turner. What I'm most worried about, I mean, two things kind of stand out to me. One is Plummer. I mean, what if he's just not good enough? Yeah. And what if he gets hurt? Where, where do we go from there? I think there's some murkiness behind him on the depth chart. Um, but the, the, my answer would just be defensive regression. I mean, Purdue had defensive issues at times, certainly while he was there. The offense, you know, say what you will about Scott Satterfield's style. The defense got better last year in large part because they had long, sustained drives. Jeff, his quick-hitting offense, you have got a lot of quick scores. You also have a lot of three-and-outs. And a lot of times the Purdue fans would say the defense just didn't have time to rest. And just the the, the more simple fact that we lost a ton from last year's defense that was good. Um, so I, I think the defense, I love what we did in the transfer portal to address the weaknesses, especially in the secondary. I think Ashton Gelati is going to be a first-team All-ACC guy this year or second-team at worst All-ACC guy. The linebackers are a concern. I would just say the overall, just the, the the potential for defensive regression is my biggest concern right now. What would you say? Um, well, the, the biggest thing I'm excited about, I guess, or how you worded it, I forget, um, would definitely probably be the offense and Jeff Brom and, and what he can do with the, especially the, I mean, uh, the property the, to call them, the, but the toys he has at his disposal now with the receivers we brought in with with. The offense in general, um, and like kind of to piggyback on what you said, the the most worried is probably the consistency upset quarterback though, whether it be health or just not consistent play. Um, if if Plummer isn't going to be the guy and he gets hurt or he just he just plays poorly and is bad, um, I mean there's question marks to how he can what he'll be on the field to begin with. Those question marks are on steroids if you take him out of the equation. With with these with what uh, I'm assuming Conley's still there because he always is. Um, we got I mean I think Brady Allen and, and Pierce Clarkson will be the and be, Brock Doman will be the the fight. I mean that's not that there's not hope with at least two or three of those. No offense, Brock, but there's still way more question marks than there is the amount of hope I have. I mean, yeah, it's just it, so that yeah, that would be probably my biggest concern. Defense, I don't know. I mean, I, I get what you see. Like you said that you know the positive of having a Satterfield offense that is long, abstained drives, letting the defense rest helps the defense. That also was a downfall when the defense would give up plays, and you knew you had to score quickly, and you weren't going to get it because the offense takes a quarter and a half to get down the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's the you know the, the the pros and cons of those. So the defense, I'm intrigued on, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in either category of excited or worried though. There's intrigue though. Most of it's on the offensive side. Texas is a nice condo in Destin or nearby. Usually costs $2,000 for a week. Oh, at least. Yeah, that 30A area. You're gonna, oh, I mean, you're pay yeah. a decent amount. I mean, I know how much we're, we're paying for our, where we're going in Hilton. And it's a, we have a nice deal. We know somebody who's, who knows people down there that you it see sets the, up. See the black bear coming up on the ocean, Destin uh, Beach. Yes. Which did, is they insane. How, did they figure out how the bear got in the ocean? Not that I know of. Like, it's just random bear coming at me. But I am concerned. <laughs> I did it jump off a boat nearby. I have no idea. And if so, why is somebody on a boat with a bear? <laughs> I just yeah. I, I love everyone's like staring. I'm like you idiots. And then I'm thinking I'm like what would I do in that situation? You, 
you just I, I'd probably be like, what is that? Well, most people, most people are just like, yeah, just not even like abstaining from their normal vacation. They're just sitting there like on the beach and like, I would, hey, look, there's a bear. I think it's like somebody in a bear suit. I mean, you know, you, you see a creature crawling out of the ocean. I don't know where bear would be on my list of things that I would guess it would be, but it's it's way down there. It's not near the. It's not in the top one hundred. Oh well, I don't know top one. It would definitely be behind like alligator or like. Well, yeah, I would expect to see things like, that come from the ocean. Yeah, I would expect to see like you know the the like plastic gator come out of there before I would a bear. I mean, it, it's it wasn't like an adult bear. It's a cub. Yeah, I, I have no idea what's going like, on. Did, did, and I was wondering if I was the only one that like wondered like how the hell did he get here. Texture says, uh, "What's your favorite part of Hilton Head?" Uh, I love the. I like the Shelter Cove area. They've got Poseidon's is a good restaurant. They've got the cool like little marina area. They always have live music and stuff. Nice little ice cream shop. That's when we go. We go to that Mexican restaurant down there, which I really like. And you know they've got some cool shops, and you just walk around. It's it's nice. I also I love playing golf down there. I always play at least one round. I play with Mary's dad. We're actually going down there the same week that like two of my friends and their families are going down. So I'm gonna get to play golf with one of my buddies. Nice. Uh, we made our tea time a couple days ago, so that'll be fun. It made me a bad little billion that I've never been to both Destin or Hilton Head. It doesn't make you a bad anything. It just—I mean, it seems like the like the the, the two like yeah. most popular spots for people in Louisville are always sure. been Destin or Hilton. I've never been to either. Yeah, but the the, the golf is like even the bad courses down there. I'm using bad in air quotes because of the, <laughs> the the you know the humidity and all this stuff. Like they're always in great shape. You can't find a bad course down there. Texture says, I would not be surprised at all if Trevor had to pay for his own beach vacation as a kid in the 90s. Oh, I did. He probably, yeah, probably did. I think the last vacation I went on, like, parents yeah. or aunt took me on was probably, well, it would have been um, um, Gulf Shores when I went with my aunt back in, like, when I was, like, maybe 14 or 15. We went to Gulf Shores back in the day. We, we used to go Gulf Shores a lot uh, when I was, like, early, like, 8, 9, 10 area. That's another, I feel like that's kind of fallen off in recent years, but it was definitely, like, when we were growing up, that was a huge Louisville was, was that a, the Louisville place? There was a lot of Louisville, I loved yeah. Gulf Shores. I lost my Virginia in Gulf Shores. You've seen, I mean, yeah. forgot <laughs> you forgot I did. You have talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I had, I had some good times in Gulf Shores. I mean, not that aside. I mean, I had more fun than that, and she did probably did. But I had, <laughs> I had plenty of good times in Gulf Shores. The last time I think my mom took me on vacation, I remember, would have been probably Atlantic City. Um, which was more vocation for her than me. <laughs> like we went to, and her friend Missy, uh, who had two kids, Derek and... Uh, that's the one from Minneapolis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. see, I remember that's, that. That's, that's crazy how you know that. Yeah, yeah she, that was like her good friend. They would always go on, we'd, we'd go on family vacations with her and her two kids. Oh, God, I can't remember Derek's other... It was Derek and something else. Who cares? I know, I can't remember them now. And uh, so it was how good friends we grew up to be. But we'd always go, and uh, like Atlantic City was—I I made the reference joke earlier. You know, they left us in a hotel for like two days while they were a casino, and we rang up all the uh, the Good Morning Vietnam costs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the, the sad part is, is I think that bill was like a hundred something dollars of purchases of Good Morning Vietnam. To this day, I still have never seen that movie from start to finish. I don't know if I have. <laughs> I've seen I've seen probably the whole movie in bits. But I've never watched it from start to finish. That's hilarious. <laughs> and yet, I probably my mom dropped a couple hundred bucks on that. Right, let's take a break. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we can read. You guys have loaded up the text line on this. We will read a few more. We'll talk about Trenton Flowers. Uh, we'll talk about TV ratings for the NBA Finals and, uh, and and more. We've also got Racing Louisville. I think we're supposed to give away some tickets today. We can do that in the uh, the next hour. Keep it locked. All that coming your way next here on 1450 and 96.1 Big X. My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning If this is just to be 
beginner My life is gonna be Beautiful I've sunshine enough to spread Darker shame Darling, darker shame Thank you for All the joy and pain Picture show Second balcony Was the place we'd meet Second seat Gold Dutch treat You were sweet Darker shame Darling, darker shame It's impossible to think of the song Save without thinking of it. Oh, it's, yeah. Impossible. Also, I was like, is this can't be Wayne Newton version. This is a woman. Like, I can't you not? I went to like two other versions and said the same. I'm like, like this can't be a coincidence. Like, so I went to like a live version, and I was like, that's Wayne Newton. <laughs> it's like my. Uh, I, mean, I know he's a kid, young in this original. This is like the original recording, but still. My wife refused to believe that that uh, the uh, oh god, now I can't. I'm blanking on the Childish Gambino song. The the one. That, oh yeah, the, you're talking about the, in America. Now, no, 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 not that one. Oh, the the, one, the one that was on the radio after, like the last couple of years. Where it was like, stay woke before woke became, yeah, you know, something that was different. Uh, she was like, she was convinced. She's like, there's no way that's a man. <laughs> the Trent the Trent Darby effect. The 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 uh, the what was uh, Redbone what, is the name of the song. Oh, I've heard that song. Okay, yeah. I know that song. Yeah. I've, I've heard the name of it, but I never—I don't know it. I just remember the name of it. He just sings in a very different tone, and Mary's like, "There's no way it's a guy." I'm like, "It—it it is. It's Childish Gambino." She's like, "Who's Childish Gambino?" I'm like, "It's Donald Glover." Like, Why did he use that name? I'm like, "It's his stage name." We've been over this a million times. You and her, or me and you. Well, both of you. Because I, when that came out, and it was the first time I'd ever heard of him being as Childish Gambino, it was the America song when they got like went viral because of the video. Uh-huh. And like, I never knew he was a musician. And like I got in this like heated debate in like my group thread with my friends about like is he more famous for being Donald Glover or Childish Gambino? And I don't, I, I, my obviously I was very strong on my side. It is he's Donald Glover. He's the only reason he's famous as Childish Gambino is because he was first famous as Donald Glover. Well, otherwise, he wasn't though. He was, otherwise he'd he was been first famous as Childish Gambino. No, he was he's famous because of his, his acting career. He not was a musician he was, before he was an actor. But no, but more, Childish no, Gambino was making music in like 2006. I'm sure he was, and I'm sure those, those SoundCloud kids list downloading it were having a great I time. I was listening to it. It was he was fine. <laughs> he was not famous for being a musician. He's famous for being an actor. I think I. I th- here, I think you're wrong and you're right. I think he's more famous for being Donald Glover, but I think he was first famous for being Childish Gambino. Because he did rapping and music. I heard I'm right. So. I mean, I think <laughs> I agree with you. I think he's more known for being Donald Glover now. Yes. Because Atlanta's become so successful. Which I've never really gotten to that show, but uh, yeah. But he was more like between like 06 and, and community. Yeah, community was huge. That's where he blew up on. Right. But I knew him, like, I knew him first before any of that is for his music. And then I kind of realized he, he was. Donald Glover doing TV stuff, but I, I think he's. I, I, I agree with you that I think he's more known as. But does Glover does his music does he become as popular as he is musically if he isn't popular as Donald Glover though? Yeah, I don't. Know, I still so think, I think he's he was already, kind of under the radar. If anything, nah, I mean, I think he was already pretty popular. I mean, again, like the you didn't even know he was the same person. I think a lot oh, of people are probably in that same boat. So I think that goes to show that he would probably have been just as, when, as big. When did he drop his first uh, Childish Gambino album? Uh, I mean, he was dropping mixtapes and like the mixtape doesn't count as popular. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's how Drake got popular. 
How little Wayne got <laughs> popular. <laughs> Naming people I just want to hate mixtapes for now. <laughs> they made music after 1990, so that uh, just comes with the territory. His first Tech Class album was 2011. Yeah, I think that's when he started on to like yeah. mainstream. That's when, At that point, he'd already done, like, I think Community had already been canceled, right? No, Community went to like 2015. Okay, but the point is, it had been out for, he'd already been well famous for Community by that point. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Community started in 2006, and it, it hit pretty... I mean, it was very popular. Community did not started in 2006. Community started in 2009. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, maybe I just... Okay, yeah, I just, late okay. 2009 to I'm 2015. Just, okay, 2009. So. I just... It says 06 to 2010 Community mixtapes on this little Wikipedia. I'm just scrolling through, so... Okay. I read it wrong. So, what... Okay. But he... So, he was on Community before his first album, though. Yeah, but... Well, but again, like, the mixtapes is where I first started. He's on... I forget. He's on Mystery Team. I don't even that's know what that is. Oh, that's something else. I always thought it was the team. I thought it was the Ben Stiller movie. Never mind. It's something different. All right. We got about uh, 10 minutes here, so we don't have time to really get into anything. We'll take some texts uh, at 414-1450, and then we will switch gears to Trenton Flowers and some basketball topics to start hour number three. Uh, Texas Hilton has the best. We go every year and get a house in Sea Pines. I'm going in three weeks. Well, I mean, what makes it the best just opposed to any other like random beach, though? Or golf, or golf shores? Is it the golfing in general? I mean, different strokes. Just depends yeah. on what you're looking for. I like Hilton. It has become the only thing that I don't like about it is it's so congested now because it's so packed. Is it? Like we usually drive through the night, and one of the main reasons why is if you don't drive through the night, which I don't think we're going to do this year, is if you get in like a Saturday, you're gonna be stuck in traffic once you get to the island for like two hours just to like make a what should be ten minute drive because everybody's getting there at the same time, and it's just you can't go anywhere without huge traffic, sidewalks. It's become such a big vacation spot. I know it always kind of was, but that it's just sucks. It's it, it's it, real congested down there. That would make me want to like go somewhere else instead of Hilton Head. Then kind of. Well, you don't like people. That's, <laughs> I like people. I just don't like gatherings. That's it's weird. Such an enigma. <laughs> Texas. I don't know if I'm going in the ocean again after watching that shark attack last week. Yeah. After the texture brought it up that night, it popped up on my Twitter. We had more shark attacks. No. Remember the the texture was like. I feel like these videos are popping up on Twitter more and more. Dude getting eaten by a shark randomly was on my feed, that video. And you and I read and we're like, ooh, I haven't seen that. I was like, I don't want to see it. That night, like I clicked on the For You section, just pops up. It was that shark attack in, it was in Egypt. It was a Russian tourist who got, I mean, yeah, he got, he got eaten by a shark, a tiger shark. And it does, I mean, like I've always kind of not been the biggest fan of the ocean, just because I'm, I'm not a big swimmer anyway. But you yeah. see stuff like that and you're like, ooh. Stay out of it. It's not. It's not our world. We don't belong there. Yeah, I'm not the biggest. Uh, I mean, last time I was even at the beach would have been. I guess when I was in uh, Charleston, I don't think I went into the ocean. Like I'm, I love. I like swimming, but I'm with you. I'm not an, an ocean guy. I think it kind of stems back from getting caught in an undertow when I was like 11 and almost Ooh, drowned. That'll do it. Like it was. It was a scary. It was one of the more scary moments of my life. Oof. Yeah, that's yeah, that. That will. That'll do it. Texas is. Um, I believe the Orange Beach area in Alabama has a nature reserve that has bears. My guess is the little fellow got lost and swam over from there. I saw some reports that it happens at least a few times a year. I mean, is that's that close in the golf to, to golf? I guess. I mean, it, that's one of those stories. I feel like there are stories like that every now and then where a story goes mainstream and it just seems insane and so improbable. And then you look into it and it's like, oh, this happens like seven times a year. I'm like, sure, there's a story like that every summer. I'm sort of to grasp my mind around a shark attack in Egypt. I mean, I think Egypt, like deserts. I don't think ocean and shark attacks. I got some water. 
Yeah, it's it's on the border. Yeah, the, I guess is it on the ocean or is it on the like Mediterranean Sea or whatever it's called, the Dead Sea. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure exactly where this person, um, where the attack happened. But the thing when I was reading about it, speaking of you know, things that seem shocking, and then you read it, like two tourists died in the exact same waters the year before. They're making this huge deal about they found the shark and they killed it, and everybody's looking into it and these preventative measures. I'm like, well, maybe that should have been happening before. Like two, if if two people die in the same water in a calendar year. That's a pretty solid. Uh, like, I, I, like, you need to not be swimming in those waters. Like, do not let tourists go in there. Um, tell that, tell that to the people, good people where Jaws was. Was it Amity Park or what was it called? I forget. Well, well that a hole. I mean, he was just. <laughs> now I'm worried about shark attacks because I two of my cousins are actually in Australia right now. Let them know. They're be there careful. For, uh, they're there for their my, their sisters. They're there for a book signing. My uh, one of my cousins writes uh, trashy uh, romance novels. Love it. She's uh Oh yeah, you've talked we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Her name's uh, the pin name is Cassie James, if you're ever interested. I love it. Uh and she writes that uh, and uh, I guess for some reason they they had her they they flew out to to uh to Sydney to do a book signing for they uh, she's very popular in Australia. And they and her and her sister and a couple good of their friend, friends flew awesome. out there. Yeah, it's they they're having a good time out there. I wish I could be super popular, like somewhere far away. Like, that would be great. Yeah, like like Jerry in Japan with all the rest yeah. of the chicks. Yeah, you hear a lot of times like like reality stars will make crappy music that only goes overseas because they don't want like Americans. And so, yeah. you know, though we'll never hear their song, but like Heidi Montag from the Hills ten years ago will have a song that's like number sixteen in China. She's huge in China. <laughs> I was like, I wish like Card Chronicle would get really big in I don't know Turkey. I'm my luck. I'd get into town in Euro Trip, and they get lost in with the guys like Miami Vice, <laughs> brand new show, man. That'd be like the city I would be most popular in, probably. Afghanistan, like love Eastern Trevor. Europe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like somewhere in the middle of South Africa, I'm just like, I'm like, yay! The Saudis, are, the Saudis are going from golf to niche sports radio in non fifty, non top fifty markets. They're coming from Big X. I wouldn't even get that far. I'd probably be like in somewhere in like northern Canada. Like just some of this random snow town. Could be worse. <laughs> There's mooses. It looks like northern exposure outside. Antarctica. He's huge <laughs> in Antarctica. In the third, in the fourth largest city in Alaska, I'm number one in their market. <laughs> they actually printed out the LES report blog entries and turned it into a book. It's a bestseller. Some, you know, you make fun, but I still get random notifications of people liking our Facebook page. Oh, I still do too. It's great. It's I've so never funny that you said it. that. Today I logged into Facebook, and I'm still an administrator for the SB Nation College basketball page, which has not been updated in now three years i guess yeah. <laughs> and it's like make your page better you're getting new likes i'm like no I we haven't put anything on there since late 2019 we haven't touched ours in like 15 years and it's, it's yeah. like i'll get it's not every day but i'd say on average probably once a, maybe a month i'll get at least you know so and so has your your page has two new likes i'm like yeah. why they're just not <laughs> like, discovering right? the magic yeah. <laughs> Of you I'm, and Rob Jones and Keith Wynn. I go on there one day and like see if I might post in something like, just came across this. This is great. <laughs> Little baseball is really on the rise. Your St. John's basketball <laughs> preview from 2011 really caught my eye. And Justin Burke is going places. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this guy's got two texts, both for you. Okay. He says, smoking outside while listening to Reds on the radio has made the last two nights peak summer. Okay. And then also says another text for Trevor about Gulf Shores. I got stitches there while I was on acid. It seems like a you type of story. (laughs) I didn't do acid. Last time I went down, I think I was 16, 15 or 16. I don't think I just turned 16 yet. So I hadn't uh, hadn't reached that level of experiment 
Uh, but I was pretty close to it. But no, I, <laughs> that would be fun. Like going in the store with the giant shark head. The shark mouth store. Yeah. I think everyone oh, knows yeah. that. Oh, yeah. It got destroyed in a hurricane. I saw her, was it a hurricane or a fire? A hurricane. Okay. I knew it had been destroyed. The best part is, I'm going to my mic here. We moved into this studio. There is, and still there, a Gulf Shores like magnet up on the on the uh, the rack here. If you can see the magnet, oh nice, I can see it. Yeah, it's a, it's like a it's, it was there when we got here. It's that's just awesome. a random Gulf Shores magnet. That's going home with me, by the way, for anybody wondering. <laughs> with the day, like, the last time in the studio, I am taking that with me. I got bad news for you. It's, Dugan just called. <laughs> that day is today. We're fine. Oh, I think gonna say he's gonna take it. I was like, no, we're fighting over that thing. I'll go. We'll go to the nail. I don't know why. I'd love to go back if I could even have a vacation. You know, when when the kids get to be the right age, uh, Gulf Shores would be one I would go to just for nostalgic reasons. It probably, then again, maybe I shouldn't because, like, do I really want to like bring down the memories, the great memories I have of like eight, ten, nine, twelve year old Trevor? Like, it'll yeah. never match, right? The last time we went, we actually went with I know it was we talked about a mutual friend of ours who unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. We went with Ryan Callahan and his family. We played oh, baseball wow, together. Yeah. Right. We went down. I think when we were like I was like ten years old, eleven years old. And we we ended up getting evacuated because a hurricane was coming. But the day before the hurricane came, it was like the, the waters were pretty big waves. And my dad and my brothers were they were big on body surfing. You, know, you just catch a wave. You, you, I remember. So that. the wave flipped my dad, and my dad came out of the water with his face bloodied. Ooh. And people were like, "Shark, shark, shark!" <laughs> He's, I'm assuming he hit a rock or something. Yeah, or... he got he just got like, lifted up by this wave and just like. Plumped face first yeah. into the the, 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 you know, the, the whatever's, a coral or whatever's something down yeah. there, but people were like shark and like my dad's like no 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 it's like I just just the waves are big out there but it was like that was the day so my dad had a, we left like four days into our vacation because this hurricane evacuated everybody and my dad's face was all black and blue and oh, bloody that, it was, it was, it was, that was a bad vacation for two ways yeah that was a rough vacation Texas says uh, Childish Gambino was famous for a YouTube comedy series first. Then he started real rapping and real acting at the same time around 2009. So I'm guessing, I mean, I'm assuming he went under I mean, if it Donald was, Glover if it for was the comedy an, series, which means you would win. I mean, if it was internet something, though, I wouldn't. I was not, like, all over the internet. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down with the uh, internet uh, trends like I am today, back then. I same was. person says Josh Gambino first got popular from his YouTube skits, one of the OG comedy YouTubers. There you go. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm sure he did. Yeah, I believe it. Texas says, "Beware of the undertoad, Trevor." <laughs> did I say undertoad? I don't know. I don't undertoad. No, he says that's a world of according to Garp reference. Oh, is, I don't remember that. <laughs> I was gonna say, did I say toad on accident? <laughs> Somebody brings up the, the and I, I did kind of want to get to this today. This this report about Ellie De La Cruz and this guy where. A bunch of people are having to pay him millions of dollars in career earnings to this this investment firm. Uh, I saw the story today, and I do. I don't. We don't. We don't have time to dive into it right now, but I do want to touch on it briefly. Coming up in hour number three, multiple people have texted in about it today. I saw the Joe Pompliano tweet about it. Uh, it it's a. I had no idea this was going on, so it's, it warrants a little bit of attention. We'll get to that. We'll talk about the Trenton Flowers stuff. We'll talk about the TV ratings, and, and then we'll take some texts from you guys. One hour left here, at the Mike Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X. Save those lies, darling, don't explain. I recall Central Park in fall. How you tore your dress. What a mess, I confess. 
7 o'clock hour. It's not unusual. On Wednesday, fourteen fifty, that's one of the big eggs. I'm seeing two pieces of, of breaking news. At least breaking to me. Okay. The first, and this is via our our colleague and friend, Nick Roush, who says our long national nightmare is over. Kentucky will allow beer sales at Kroger Field this fall. Oh, it's going to be a spicy one tomorrow morning on KRC. This is like T.J. Walker's National Day of Celebration. I, th- I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that Brom, they, they do this now, that they know they're going to be drunk because we're about to start whooping that butt. Uh, I like that. Yeah. So, props to you. It sounds like you're peeing in the background. Are you pouring something? I had to go really bad that break. Are you peeing? <laughs> but Mike caught it. <laughs> It was just, well, it was metal yellow, so, I mean. Oh, boy. Okay. Well. Oh, come on. And you just missed the bucket. I I mean, that thing went all around the rim. The other piece of of news, and I guess this isn't breaking news, but it's breaking to me because I just saw, trending on Twitter, Harvard Medical School. And I clicked on it, and I'm like, yeah, what's going on here? You're thinking something going amiss? Because Harvard Business School, if it's going to be, medical school, I should say, if it's trending, it's not going to be for, like, Hey, Harvard Medical School is really good. We all we all no, know they cured something, maybe right? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they cured cancer. Do, do we have the cure for the common cold finally? That's coming. Long COVID, boom, done, done, back that's, to normal. Well, could you imagine that's what it said? I would have been very excited. There's a new pill I'll try to take. There's some promising tests out there. They're mostly in Germany, but we'll see. <laughs> it's always in Germany. Maybe we can. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I realized this until I started researching my own. I'm like, how is South Africa getting everything that we don't have here? But anyways, <laughs> the reason why Harvard Medical School was trending, Denise Lodge was silent as she left the federal courthouse in Concord today. Her husband, Cedric Lodge, 55 years old, is accused of stealing body parts from the Harvard Medical School morgue. They're both charged in a connection with an alleged conspiracy to sell the remains. I mean, is there, that's... That's have very, you dated that's very highly illegal? The, now the woman is forty three. Okay. Did you ever date a Denise Lodge at one point in your life? The heiress to the uh, the Lodge fortune. Well, I guess she's she's Lodge would not be her maiden name because her husband's name is Lodge. Oh, okay. Too. But you famously dated somebody who once asked you to dig up. <laughs> but she didn't want to resell its parts. She wanted to cremate them. How do you know? How do you rebury know? Rebury them somewhere else. Or so I don't she know. said. Maybe she wanted to just like have them like cuddle on the couch with her like. Psycho style. I don't know for all. I know. She's kind of weird. Maybe this is you're just your type. Maybe you're gonna be one of those people who they fall in love with an inmate. You start writing to this woman. You get married. Conjugal visits. What? Just because I move very little in the bed doesn't mean I need to be in love with a woman who's a nepophiliac or whatever. I mean, <laughs> isn't that what it's called when you when you want to sex with dead people? Is it necrophiliac? Necrophiliac. Yeah. Isn't that what it is? I think that's right. Right. Or is that is that banging a tree? I forget. Necrophilia, no, is 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 sex with with corpses. yeah. So just that doesn't mean that. I mean, it would be probably perfect for me, but I mean, yeah, no, that's not, that is not me. Uh, first it's of all, not the way I want to start the five. What's <laughs> it's our typical five o'clock hour start? Really, I mean, um, I think it's safe to say that there's no way she actually went to Harvard. I mean, no no one, no one had done that would wear a Harvard tie, but uh, that's uh, but um. <laughs> It's like the reverse Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> you know, like the, the employees, not brilliant, just stealing body parts. I mean, what did she do there? I, she He stole the body parts. Okay. She apparently, they both were involved in this conspiracy. To, I mean, were they organs or they like remains. hands and legs and feet? I'm guessing everything. I mean, organs would sell. That's like probably a pretty 
They've had at least five or six SVU episodes on organ selling. So. I think everything sells. Yeah, I think, I mean, kidneys and livers, that stuff's probably going to go pretty good. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine somebody wanting to buy, like, a hand or, like, a toe, right? I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, if you, like, who really wants to pay a high price for a toe? You want a toe? I get a toe yeah. by 230. You get a toe by 312. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, like, it's got to be organs. I mean, I can't imagine someone, like, like wow, they got st- stealing, like a, th- like, a pinky finger. Like, how much do you think a pinky would go for on eBay? Like twenty bucks? Not on eBay. <laughs> I think it's going to get you landed in jail. But <laughs> that dark web that I still can't find. We can't access it. I can't get to it. You and I would be the worst organ salesmen oh, all the time. You, you, we stumble into a couple limbs. We got nothing. We have no idea what to do. No, my my idea of our idea of going to the dark web is like page three of the Google search. Yeah, I Google it. That's that's what it is. I'm I mean, use Bing to try to cover my tracks I'm, here. I'm on page four. Wow. Now now I'm in the like the weeds over here. I'd be the worst criminal of all time. It'd be, <laughs> I mean, I'd, it, I'd be so bad. There's no way around it. I mean, people sell like illegal stuff like on on like Instagram and stuff now though. I've heard that. Uh, you can uh, you can buy like drugs on Instagram. It's amazing. All right, <laughs> that was fun. But let's let's turn the page here. Let's talk a little bit about Trenton Flowers. We talked earlier in the week about him being in Colorado Springs, trying out for the USA Basketball Under Nineteen team. Thirty-eight of the best players from the classes of twenty twenty-three and twenty twenty-four were invited to the training camp. They cut that uh, into eighteen on Monday, I believe. Flowers made that cut today. They made the second cut. I thought there's only going to be one, but there are going to be, I guess, three cuts. They trimmed the, the, the roster from 18 players to 14. 12 will make the final team. But unfortunately for us, Trent Flowers was one of the four players who was cut today, did not make the second cut. He put out a, a statement on Twitter about this saying, man, what a great experience at USA Basketball. Extremely blessed for all the connections and the new people that I've met out here. Unfortunately, I didn't make the team, but I wouldn't have traded this experience for anything. If you really knew my story, you would understand how much this means to me. 15-under team, didn't get an invite. 16-under team, same, so on, so on. Under-19s was my first time ever getting invited. If anything, this added more fuel to the fire. I can't wait to get back to Louisville and put on for the city. Hashtag stay true. Hashtag go cards. I mean, assuming this is this team is 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 good, then that's a pretty good accomplishment to make the second cut. Now, if they for sucked, sure. then it's like, well, well, I mean. You know. Well, I mean, these are all five-star kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you would assume they'd be talented. Uh, now, that is weird that- to go from like, the final cut is that really like, the bachelor over here? They're going to like, just eliminate two people at the very end. It's yeah. kind of weird, but um, yeah, I, that's listen. I mean, there's there's many things, whether it be a highlight or whether you you feed into you know what KP and the coaching staff tells you without seeing it, or maybe you just feed into like what you read online in terms of ratings. Whatever, whatever tickles your fancy and fills your belly. But like one thing could be that I mean to see you know Trey Flowers get this far with. Like what you said, I mean, all five-star kids and under-19, that's that's something to make maybe, you know, get a little tingle in the, in the nether regions about what he could do to, for this team next year. No doubt. I mean, I, I got excited seeing that highlight. Yeah. I got excited seeing that he made. I mean, he made it further than than 20 players. And these are, again, these are some kids that were actively recruiting. Carter Knox, five-star kid yeah. from the 25, uh, 24 class who, you know, it sounds like it's us or UK once again. He didn't make the first cut. A couple other guys that are really highly regarded in the 24 class didn't make the cut, and Trenton did. So I, it does make me more excited about what he can bring to the table as a freshman this season. Now, after he put that statement out, the first response was from Sky Clark, who said, we're proud of you. Uh, back this way, kid. You, you, you got better from this experience. Now get your ass back here for these sprints on Friday, which is a sobering note. Yeah, you, you're back just in time for the high conditioning part of the summer for Louisville basketball. <laughs> yeah, really. 
Rush home, buddy. <laughs> where is the where was the trial set? I think it's always in Colorado Springs. Oh, you said that. You're yeah. right. My bad. I'm sorry. Out there, I, was, I saw the video today of JJ Trainer. Like they made him dunk standing thirty times with like a weighted ball, and it's one of those where it doesn't look cool on video. They put it out there, but you can just tell like how insanely hard that would be to do. Like if you've ever done the thing where. I remember doing the drills back in basketball where you would just jump and like hit a certain point of the wall over and over and over for a minute. And like, I, I wanted to die. Like, it just, just kill me. I can't imagine trying to, as big as he is, I still can't imagine trying to dunk a weighted ball 30 times in a row from a standing jump point. Like, that's just, they're, they're, they're getting these kids in shape, Trev. They're getting them in shape, whipping them into shape. We're going to be ready to go. We may not be the most talented basketball team, but we'll be the most conditioned, right? We might be. We might be. Although we said that last year, and we ended up being like, why are we so tired? All the time? No, no. Well, that's because we got five guys that can play. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, quick update on the uh, Cincinnati Reds front. The Brewers have already lost today, 4-2, to two, which means the Reds now half game out of second place in the Central and still just two and a half games out of first in the Central. It's all happening. It's all there for the taking for these Reds, Trev. I'm glad you're having fun. We lost to Baltimore again last night. Uh, you played early today, too, didn't you? Did we play a day game today? I no, can't. you didn't. Sorry. I'm wrong. I was going to say, I know we got Baltimore. That was the first of our Baltimore series. We Baltimore were up again tonight. We were up like 3 nothing and I believe in like 11-6. to six. I'm sorry. It's a big series for you guys, too. I know. And so, yeah, it's a very, every, every ALE series is a big series for us right now. Uh, but proud of Trenton Flowers. Happy that he got that experience. I think it will make him better, but... Definitely bummed that he, you know, he wasn't isn't going to wind up making the team, which I'm sure he is too. But also, you get him back in town for for uh, the, the full summer session now. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about on the basketball front, the ratings for the NBA Finals came in. Okay. And you've got, I mean, two, I mean, let's just say it, like relatively unattractive teams. I know the Heat are, Miami's a big market, but not exactly a not sports not, crazy not, yeah. town. And it was a... Not great team. Denver, the, you know, the Nuggets have been a franchise that have been their middle market. More famine than feast over the years. So, you know, you're kind of like, okay, what are we going to get here? The ratings for game five of the finals drew 13.084 million, mm-hmm. uh, which is slightly higher than the Celtics Warriors game five last year, which drew 13.03 million. Now, does that, the game five, that was split between ABC and NBC, right? ESPN, right? I don't know. It, it, either way, it all goes the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all the same rating. It's not a great rating when you're on, a, when you're on, when I'm on ABC. 13.084 million. And NBA fans were, were excited about this. Like they, they were like, you know, we're holding serve. You know, people keep talking about us losing interest. Like it's, it's still good. Yeah. It's okay with the result considering the matchup and all this stuff. And I, I liked our, our mutual friend Rob Doster chimed in. and was like, well, yep. hold on here. He's like, the same people who are saying this is good for the NBA were the ones saying UConn, San Diego State drawing fourteen point six nine million. <laughs> Just more about was, was evidence that college basketball <laughs> is dead. Like, 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 what are we talking about here? And then somebody in the comments, I mentioned how last year the ten most watched games uh, in in all of basketball were all college games. Well, the five most watched games in the last three years for any level of basketball have all been college basketball games. UNC Duke in the Final Four is actually the most watched game on any level of basketball over the last three years, 17.7 million. And some of those were on cable channels, too. Yeah, some of them were. I mean, I think and, UNC and Duke was. If you don't understand the difference between a cable and a network it's rating, huge. it's humongous. Which UConn, San Diego State, 
probably would have drawn a worse rating if it wasn't a CBS year for the national title game. Well, yeah, but still, fourteen still good for that that matchup and being on CBS. Even totally on CBS, agree. yeah, totally agree. UNC Kansas, the championship game that followed that year, the UNC Duke game a couple of seasons ago, drew seventeen point one million. Baylor Gonzaga in the, the kind of the, this pseudo COVID season drew sixteen point nine million. UCLA Gonzaga. Uh, this past year, drew 14.9 million in the Sweet 16, and then UConn San Diego State 14.7 mil. So no NBA games in the top five. Well, well, that was the 13 million for Game Five. Was that at the highest rated for all five games? I wonder. It was. Okay. So all this talk about college basketball is dead. Nobody cares. Like the the ratings just don't back that up. No. I think that college basketball, even though it may piss off some fans of respective programs, if you're looking at it from an and those fans. If we know anything about sports, it's that the fans who always claim that they're done, they're going away, they're not going anywhere. You know when like a a brand tweets something that's like pseudo political, or you know they, they, like the brands right now that are doing uh, Pride Month stuff, and fans are like, well, that's it, sell my season tickets. No, you're not. You're, you're not. You're going to be saying the same thing the next time they tweet something that pisses you off, and you're still going to be right back here. The diehard fans are going to stay regardless, even if they don't like the changes. And it seems like with college basketball and college football. The changes are attracting a, a a larger group of people who just kind of didn't really care about college sports that much. Like college basketball is in a good place. It's bringing back a lot of returning talent, which was one of its biggest issues in the one and done era. Right when a guy got famous at the college level, you lost him to the NBA. Right when he gained a little bit of star power, it's still an issue for the sport. But you're at least now seeing guys like I mean, we've had two straight years where the national player of the year has come back, and that's the first time it had happened since Hansborough in, in 08, 09. You've got guys like Armando Baycott, who would have been gone three years ago, sticking around. Like it, It's not the worst place in the world. And like we talked about on yesterday's show, fans in college sports are still primarily cheering for laundry. You want to get to know the players. You want to have a, a personal relationship with them. You want to feel like you know them more as time goes on. But at the end of the day, you're going to cheer for the team. It doesn't matter if it's a total different roster every single season. You're cheering for the name on the front. And those fans aren't going anywhere just because they don't like the transfer portal. They don't like NIL. Now, all the examples you use were championship games, which can be. No, they weren't. I thought you mentioned most Final Four I mean, the games. most watched was UNC Duke, which was a Final Four game. Well, Final Four game, okay. It and was, then UCLA Gonzaga is a Sweet 16 game. Was it a Sweet 16? Okay. I mean, I'd like to see. I, I don't know. Anyway, no, anyway, I was reading the year wrong. I was thinking that was last year's game. It was the Final Four game where Suggs hit the, the half-court shot at the buzzer from, okay, which from was 2012. Oh, the game, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it was an incredible game. Um, and, but that was on True TV, I'm not mistaken. I think that was a, a cable. No, they, it wouldn't be True TV because the Final Four is always it's TBS, TBS or, or CBS. Yeah. Either way, it's cable, though, so right. it's TBS. Um, I'd like to see, like, uh, but I would like to see kind of where, and I don't think it's a drop-down. I'm with you. I think the ratings are fine, but. I'm curious to see what the average like during the regular season is per like for like ESPN's ratings and stuff. Because I know the NBA, for all they want to argue that their regular season numbers have been down the last few years. And I mean, there's especially the regular season games and you know that are on like ESPN at like eight o'clock at night. There's been some that I've seen where they've lost to like you know either a wrestling show, a yeah. good one, and that's not a good thing because wrestling shows are usually only bringing in like you know one one point two million at the most, maybe one point five. Also, with the with the college and the NBA, and th- those are overall numbers, I'd love to see what the demo is for both those because I would like to think that the college is probably more, unfortunately, your 55 and older area that's probably padding a lot of that, where the NBA probably is closer to the, the demo that people want and TV companies want, which is the 18 to 34. 
I don't know about that. I mean, I think the NCAA tournament draws viewers of all demographics. I mean, the numbers can't be that big if you're just specializing in, in a particular. Oh, you can. Demo. I mean, Raw will bring in four million people, and three and a half million. It's all fifty-five and over. But again, what professional wrestling and 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 basketball are, I think, are two vastly different things. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm thinking about the fan base in general. Like, I, I feel like your college fan base is going to be more on the older side than it probably because, like, you in the, the, what you said, they're, I, you're rooting for the laundry and not the players, right? But you've got college students who I think are, are very involved in the ratings. I too. didn't say they might have zero people in that demo. I'm just saying it's the least padded one. Maybe. I I, I disagree, but who, who knows? Um, but I think if you're looking at the – to answer your question about regular season games, ESPN is the only one that releases these ratings. and That makes sense. I mean, CBS will draw higher rating games for the regular season when they – you know, they have their Big Ten games, their, of course their AAC games, just because it's CBS. But they're, the highest rated game is pretty much every year it's going to be one of the Carolina-Duke games. And this year, the two highest rating games in the regular season were – the two Carolina Duke games. If you wonder why, you know, we get mad about all the attention that it gets, it gets that attention for a reason. It's their cash cow when it comes to regular well, season push games. Enough. Uh, and, and to compare it to the NCAA tournament, it's still, it's it's a good number, but it's not close. 3.2 million yeah. was the North Carolina Duke game, which I think does compare favorably to the most watched NBA regular season games. The NBA, though, what they will oh, hang probably. their hat on is their international appeal. They do big time numbers in China. They do big time. We mentioned the Philippines is like the mm-hmm. the country that supports. Like they have a, a large overseas appeal, whereas college basketball is completely limited to, you know, North America for sure. The only NBA game matching at three million on a regular season would have to be like a Christmas Day game or something. Yeah, I don't even think that those games. I mean, those it would have to be something on. It had to be a Saturday Sunday on regular television, right? And it'd have to be like something where like a Christmas Day game where a lot of people are watching, whether they're watching or not. The game is on. The highest rated, let's see, most watched NBA regular season. I can't, yeah, all the games are like finals. And no, I imagine, yeah, or playoffs in general. I mean, yeah, the, the, the most watched game is from 2019. I mean, 2019, they, they, the Lakers Heat that's series. That's a long time ago. was 8.89 million. I mean, that's low. It's, it's really low. Like they had, they were talking about, we're looking at NBA playoff games that were doing lower ratings than college basketball regular season games, which is. Kind of nuts. I mean, yeah, there's there's game ESPN games that don't bust a million because I got and the reason I, I bring up wrestling is because because I get I see the like the one of those the websites I follow in wrestling they they post the TV ratings every Thursday or like for Wednesday nights and it would always have ESPN's basketball game on there and I would so I would just see it by comparison. What do you think? I just saw stumbled upon this. What do you think the most watched NBA game of all time is? Oh man. Um. I'm gonna say it's probably something somewhat. No, I'm I'm gonna go like uh, Warriors, uh, Cavs. The uh, the one when the Cavs came back. That was thirteen. Game I mean, seven. That, that was three. That was the, okay. the third most watched game. The most watched game of all time is still the I'm using air quotes. The last Jordan game, ninety eight NBA Finals game six, thirty five point eight nine million viewers. And then the ninety three doesn't final. even sniff Super Bowl, by the way. Well, of course not. You know, yeah, it's like everything compared to football. If Super Bowl just, got that rating; they'd kill themselves. <laughs> if you compare anything to football, it's it's apples to oranges. I know, like, I know. It's, well, I think the the stat is eighty one of the one hundred most watched programs last year were NFL or college football. I games. think the only one in the top ten left that's not NFL is probably like the last episode of Mash. Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing <laughs> in the top ten anymore that's not NFL. No, but even top hundred is probably like the last Mash is like the only one in the top hundred. No, we looked this up once because yeah. you, you made the same. And like, it, it's staggering just yeah, how much amazing. the NFL rating today just dominate everything. But the second most watched NBA game, 93 NBA Finals Game 6, the the Jordan Barkley Suns Bowl Series, 
32.10 million. And then you said the, the 2016 series, uh, game seven was 31.02 yeah. million, third most watched. But all four of the top five are Jordan Bulls games in the finals. Oh, it had to be. For, well, for, I mean, you got to remember it was on tape delay until like 84. Which is nuts. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like I mean, some of the final, I mean, the earliest finals games I remember watching are the, the 88, like Bad Boy and, and Lakers series. It's, yeah. So the 90, 97 game five is fourth, and 98 game five is fifth, which is it's just nuts. Surprised that the game six was the higher rating than game uh, game four would have been the triple overtime game. That was a really good one. I guess when there's a chance to clinch, that's when you get the most eyeballs. Yeah. People want to see the celebration. They want to see it come to when's an When's the end. last, how many game sevens in the finals have we had, really? I mean, not, not that many. I mean, Houston, New York went game seven to 95 without, without Jordan. Yeah. I mean, since then, I mean, yeah, you haven't had. We had a couple, I guess. Didn't Miami and Dallas go seven in two thousand five? I think was, they did. I think you're right. Was that five or six? It was either five or no. It was either six no or six because Dallas won the first two, then Miami won four straight and won it. And then the the one that the 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 two thousand ten was a, was a six game series. That's not. That's the one that I was. Yeah, thinking. that was to this day. I still think the biggest upset in the NBA finals. I was three. shocked, but I loved it at that yeah. time. I wanted LeBron to not win after he was, went to the Heat. Yeah. Um, and where's the whiskey love for the the joke it's just getting now? Say what? Where's all the love that the whiskey should have deserved that Jokic gets now? I, I mean, think Dirk got plenty of love. He should. He was a yeah. trendsetter, great player. He was. He gets plenty of love. Um, I do love Jokic still being pissed off that he can't go home because he's got to go to the parade. Did he ever get home? No, he's got to go. He's, they have the parade tomorrow. <laughs> he's got to stay here. Um, all right, we've got to. We'll take some text. We'll load up. I think we'll try to get to this TV list as well coming back for the break. But we'll take our final break here. Uh, and then we'll get to you on the, the Thornton text on at 502-414-1450. But before we do, reminder, if you're having air conditioning problems this summer, it's going to get hot again very soon. It got pretty hot today. If your AC goes out for whatever reason, you can't fix it yourself, call the pros. Don't try to fix it yourself. Hit up AirServe of Louisville at 502-785-8600. AirServe has the best deals, the highest quality professionals, and they've got technicians available for you 24-7. 502-785-8600. That's their number. Or visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville. A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. We'll take a break. We'll hear from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line after the break here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. For all those times you stood by me For all the truth that you made me see For all the joy you brought to my life For all the wrong that you made right For every dream you made come true For all the love I found in you I'll be forever thankful, baby <laughs> Almost not for it. You Slane fan? You, you, uh, you wanted this right here. You were my. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Brings you back. Yeah. I don't remember this. This is a theme from up close and personal. I don't remember it being on that. Show. 
then again, I don't remember watching that movie. <laughs> Uh, because is it? Was that a theme today? Yes, it was. Dexter got it, too. Oh, I saw Dexter say something about Vegas. Yeah, it's all Vegas acts. All Vegas acts. Yeah, Celine, uh, we had, uh, what, Elvis, Frank, uh, I actually didn't play Frank Sinatra because we missed, uh, he didn't make the cut because I had to drop one because we went on late. Which? But it was uh, Celine Dion, Frank Sinatra, Tom Jones, Wayne Newton, Dean Martin, and Elvis. Which now, like, porcelain Dion is, she's suffering from that, like, stiff person syndrome, which is just horrifying. Is that what she did to most kids in the 90s? No, I mean, she's, no. <laughs> dude, no. She's, no, it's like a real, real serious person? thing. It's ter- like She's had to stop performing now, and, like, oh, apparently, wow. like, your, your body, like, just kind of, like, freezes. Like, you end up not being able to talk, you end up not being able to move, you're basically, like, alive, but paralyzed. That's, I was going to say, that sounds, like, paralyzed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really, really strange thing. It's weird. I yeah. mean, she's been. I mean, she's been like the the main Vegas musical act for like the last twenty years, though, right? I have no idea. Like, I know. I think I know she's been in Vegas for a while because of my old neighbor, who um, we never did actually prove whether her friend was actually her friend or just a friend. Is air quote for both? Uh, but she went out and she she's. I think she saw Celine Dion uh, in Vegas like a dozen times. Really she loved it. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's done. She's yeah. She had That's to cancel, nice. which is very very sad. But. You know, I've been to Vegas probably six, seven, eight times. I can't remember. And I've never, like, been to an actual show or an act or anything. Just straight gambling and... Just gambling, walking the strip. Drinking. Yeah. yeah. Some some couple clubs. But I've never gone to, like, a circus delay. I've been to a circus show. I saw that one in Chicago, actually. But um, I've never, I never went to one in Vegas. Like, in, a blue man, nothing, none of that stuff. Interesting. It is. Well, Plus, every trip I've been out there, each time, less and less, I've left my hotel. To the, the last two times I was there, I never left my hotel. Because you had like a casino there? Of course, yeah. Like the last, last time I was there, I stayed at Treasure Island. I mean, it's got like a, I mean, it's got like three casinos inside it. Like four restaurants. There's like no, what, what point is there to leave? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, other than going to the, to the airport back, or, I didn't, I never left. There you go. Uh, <laughs> final segment here. We're going to take some text on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Whatever we've talked about, you got about, uh, let's see, more time than usual as we start the oh, segment. Oh, wow, we got plenty of time. we got like 24 minutes to get yeah. your thoughts in. Hit us up. Texture says, my brother and his wife took their kids to Hilton Head last month, and they live in D.C. That must be the spot for people with young kids. It's a great area for people with young kids. It's But wasn't it just because it was under the radar, but now it's kind of popularized? I mean, I, think it, I don't think it was ever really under the radar. Okay. I think it was always pretty popular. But yeah, my friends and I, we've all sort of agreed. Like There was a point in time where... I guess in like our mid twenties, those like Destin and and Hilton Head and these beachy vacation spots that are like more designed for families and kids were like, man, that's just it sucks. Like you know, you've got everything's expensive and they've got you know, just, there's kids stuff everywhere. Like now we're all kind of at the point in our lives where we're like this is great. Like just just like let the kids go out there and do this. Like they run them bragged, get them tired, let them go to sleep. Hopefully you can get out there and have a couple of nice dinners and uh, you know, get, get enough drinks in your system, enjoy the beach, and, and that's yeah. It's you have to go spots for at this age at least. You got to yeah, go spots that at this age you have better time if you left them with grandparents and you went to the trip with you and the Mary alone. But well, that's yeah, that's not an option. Unfortunately, should be. It's well, it's not. <laughs> if it was me and Mary going alone, I would not. I'd want to go somewhere else. But well, I mean, but would it matter? I mean, you're just going. You're going to. You're going to play golf. You're going to relax. I mean, whether you're at Hilton Head or you know. See more Indiana. Does it really matter? Like I said, like no. I mean, I like going to to different cities that I haven't been to before and kind That's of true. exploring and, and doing different things. I, I 
national parks. Oh, I, I want to be a big national parks dad when my kids become of age, and they're going to hate me for it, and I'm going to make them go. I can't, I can't think of any possible way to not see that happening. Like I, that that you that yes, I can see you being that guy. Yeah, the Ted Mosby. Oh, I really want. Well, to. Well, yeah, like you're giving fun facts along the way. I went to Rocky Mountain National Park a few years ago, yeah. and I was in heaven. It was it was incredible. Okay, so let me ask you this: you're you are taking my advice, which you should do on a regular basis, and you're leaving the kids at home this year. You're married, going on a vacation. Where would you go? I'd want to go to like Wyoming. I'd want to go to like some national park. You want, but that's what you're gonna save up for the kids. Well, when they get older, yeah, yeah. So like, this is a trip for you and Mary. You're, okay, yeah, okay. You, I'd want to go to a city that had like maybe Portland. Yeah. Like, say so you haven't been somewhere, so yeah. Where would you? Where would I've, you so, I've never been to California. You've never been to anywhere in California. I know it's a shot. And Mary's been there like ten times. I, like, yeah, she was on TV in California. We were so, we were gonna do like a a winery thing when wow. when COVID happened, and that was like, I was supposed to go out there at that point. I've never been. I'd like to go there at some point for sure. Oh yeah, you need. To, I mean, San Diego's beautiful. San Francisco's awesome. I, I mean, besides Vegas, like I've barely been anywhere in, on the West Coast. West of the Mississippi in general. Vegas You've been to Colorado. The, Colorado. Vegas is the farthest west I've been. So. Well, that's. I mean, that's three hours yeah. east of L.A. So but, yeah, I've never been. You know, Pacific Northwest, anywhere in California. I'd like to do that. Yeah, that's would, my answer. Portland would be one I would do. That's that's one of the few places I've never been. I, I would always want to go. And watching the the Bill Walton the first two parts doesn't like help me not want to go because he talks a lot about Portland in that, especially in the first two I've seen because he's you know he spent his first part of his career there. Texture says uh, going back to the Donald Glover Childish Gambino he went by Gambino before Community but he got more recognition from Community afterwards. I mean Community was a hit. Did you like Community? I never really watched it, but I knew people that I, people who I shared similar tastes with all like loved it. I the first I'm I know this doesn't sound like crazy to me to say, but like the first like three or four seasons, it are awesome. Then it just dips completely. Really, I think it's I think the creator left the show. Dan Harmon, I think his name is. I think oh, he's, he, is he the same guy? I think he did like um, Rick and Morty and stuff, and got in a lot of trouble. Recently. Did he over there? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's who created. I could be wrong. But like, and, and at some point, it eventually just started, like the, it got old. Like they're in like third, because it starts off, you know, they're in a Spanish class together, and that's how they get together. Just okay. in and like by like the third season, they're like taking Spanish three, and it's like, okay, I mean, you can only take it so far. I think. Texas Cormac McCarthy passed yesterday. RIP to an all-timer American novelist and all-around brilliant mind. We talked about it. I was very sad. He was, I think, the. Greatest uh, American living American novelist, and now that distinction goes to somebody else. Probably Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> it is the same damn more Harmon, by the way. Okay. Um, you mentioned No Country for Old Men, which I loved as a again my 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 impressions of authors are how their movies turned out. Okay. Which is why Stephen King is so great, <laughs> <laughs> except for Thinner. That movie sucked. Awful movie. Never saw it. Oh, you're not missing anything. It was horrible. Um, that said. I mean, is that the only movie he's had turned into a novel? I don't know if The Road ever became a movie. Because that's what I said. You mentioned The Road yesterday. First of all, you said, is that the only movie he's had turned into a novel? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Did I do that? I didn't. <laughs> 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 Has there been a movie turned into a novel? I mean, like the book edition. That was popular in the 80s, remember? Sure. Like a movie would come out and have like a book edition made for it. I guess it has happened. 
I don't know if The Road ever became a movie, but that would be the one that would be the the one that's the most translated. That is the, the one that I've seen referenced for his passing yesterday uh, by you and many others online. Because I think, and it's been a while since I've read any of these, but I, I think Okay, I've it was read, a 2009 film. Okay, I never saw it. Yeah. Uh, postal uh, apocalyptic survival film uh, directed by John Hillcote. Uh, written from based on the novel, starred Vigo Mortensen and Cody Schmidt McPhee. For some reason, I thought that like for, it, it, that kind of rings a bell. I never saw it, but I, I felt like that maybe got made into a movie at some point. I'm not a big post-apocalyptic guy, but well, that's the, the whole book is yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of my Neil. That's not my usual. Oh, I loved it. I read. I think I read five of his books back in the day because I know I read Blood Meridian. I know I read The Passenger, and I feel like there's one I'm forgetting. Because there's no country for men's dating like a post op. No, it's, no, and the book is it's one of the rare cases where like I like the book and the movie equally. Like usually I'm like, eh, you know, the book was great. It's usually whichever one I you consume first. Oh, it's if you always see the that movie way. first. You're like, oh, I love the movie. I don't I don't care for the book that much. Or if you read the book and then it becomes a movie, it never lives up to your expectations. This is one where I just, I love both equally. I know this isn't my like wheelhouse, but like I've ne- I've never been a fan. I've, I would always rather watch the movie first because in the randoms, very rare moments, and when I say rare, I'm literally being down to one. Jurassic Park, <laughs> the mo- the book was so much like almost actually better than the movie because it just the de- it went so much more detail, and it's uh, that's and that's hard to say because I love the movie. Yeah. Um, by the way, this cast was uh, they they undersold it with just the two. I mean, it's got Charlie Theater, uh, Charles and Theater, or whatever her name is. Nailed it. Uh, Robert Duvall, <laughs> Guy Pierce, that's Michael, Michael K. Williams, yeah. Garrett Delanhunt, who I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I mean, that's a loaded cast. I mean, this oh, it almost barely made him. It cost twenty five million, made twenty seven. Jeez, that's it came out two thousand nineteen. I don't even remember this. I don't either. Clearly, yeah. Got a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes though. That's not great. What do you get on IMDb? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know is about it worth that. watching. I feel like anything above a seven usually is besides comedies. Comedy seven point two. Well, comedies know. are always comedies. I just I don't I don't read any. Yeah, reviews. because it's a matter of the taste of the person watching sure. it. Uh, Texture says this is a quote from earlier. Uh, it is is that what it is or is it banging a tree? I forget. Great Trevor quote. What did I say? <laughs> we were talking about necrophilia. Oh yeah, the, so the it's, yeah. and you, your exact quote is that what it is, or is that banging a tree? I forget. <laughs> Which one's banging a tree? Um, Other than being a hippie, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's a more scientific verb, right? There, there, uh, dendrophilia. <laughs> yeah, it's because I always think of uh, can't hardly wait because that's what he's she a, says about yeah, Seth Green. She tells everybody. He's, I told everybody you were a dendrophilia. Yeah. That's the only reason I would know. Who has sex with trees? <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> Texture, speaking of, this all came about because we were reading about the, the Harvard scandal where a couple was arrested Harvard. for allegedly stealing body parts from the Harvard Medical School in an attempt to sell them for money. Yes. Texas says the, the worst part of the Harvard scandal, they were charging an arm and a leg. <laughs> Dude. I liked job. it. I liked it. I liked it, too. I, I appreciate a good dad joke. Somebody needed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't going to surprise it wasn't one of us. Tegra says, Trevor can screw up Dr. Seuss, but somehow he nails necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, it's been on like five SBU episodes. The things that do stick with you are I watch, uh, I watch something. I watch a lot of, that's one of my guilty like background shows at SBU, and it's been on, which explains a lot about me probably, but it is explained, they've had multiple episodes involving banging the dead. I saw the stat 
uh, a couple weeks ago that 87% of people say that they have a comfort show, like a show oh, that they just go to before bed or a show that, that yeah. they go to when like what's your what's your comfort show? Um, I mean, but it's going by like on television, like if I'm actually using the guide, just something like you, if you're like, you're tired and you just want to have something on in the background, something that you want to go to make yourself feel better after a long day. What are you going with? Probably. I mean, I guess we use probably one of them. Okay. Like I'll just That's throw fine. it. Yeah. It's uh, especially the first, like I haven't watched the last like 10 years, which says a lot of how long that show's been on, but. Like, I watch up to about season, like, 15 or 16. And then anything past that, I think they're up to 23 or 24 now. Uh, I just don't watch. They're they're not any good. But um, that's, I mean, that's, but that's only because a lot of times that's on, like, USA at night. Yeah. And I'll just, like, so that or Friends is one that's on Nickelodeon. Now, if it's going to the stream, it's probably How I Met Your Mother or King of the Hill. Okay. Those are probably the two. But more often than not, I'm just watching something on cable, and it's usually one of those two. Two channels. I feel like American Dad, American Dad is, comes is on. Definitely my comfort. Show. It's on TBS around the same time as usually like right. those Cartoon two are on. Yeah. At night. Like I, I throw it on there. I also think like American Dad. I know people. Some people give adult cartoons a bad rap because you know Family Guy went south and some other ones have gone south over the years. And been I think the people that hate on American Dad don't really like American Dad. Is, is really fun. Genuinely funny. Oh, it's good. Yeah, and it stays fresh. I think it's it, it's really really good. Rogers an all time character. I love Rogers. It's probably that I do like The Office for a long time was a big time comfort show. I would just throw it on Netflix and put it on to fall asleep too. Just because I, it's mostly shows that I loved so much while they were on their initial run. American Dad's different. It's still going, but like, I like yeah, the classic is. ones, but like the office I was so into when it was airing live, uh, when I was like in college and just out of college, it brings back a little bit of nostalgia early South parks too. Like I don't, I haven't watched South park in a long time, but the, the first like six, seven seasons, if an episode, is on Comedy Central at late. I'll throw that on there. You probably I'll watch amazingly. You probably watch more car- adult cartoons than I do. I was, yeah. I, 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 I feel like that's big into it. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's because our generations aren't that different. I mean, you're only like five years younger than me, but I think that five years gap is a big difference because I think your age group watched got more into. I guess I mean I I saw like South Park and Family Guy Simpsons it start yeah it started King of the me, Hill but the like Simpsons became a huge thing when I was a kid like a lot of like the Aqua Force and like I never could get I, any I, of that yeah I never watched that but like I the Simpsons were such a huge thing in the early nineties that, oh, that, yeah. that I got into and then King of the Hill followed that and then South Park came on and it was like even more edgier and different when I was like in junior high. And I got into that. Yeah. And it was just like, it just kind of. That was the early 2000s, late 90s, but yeah. It was, yeah, I think I would, South Park started in 97. That sounds about right. I remember yeah. it was like, I was in seventh grade and it was like, you know, everybody was quoting it. It was, it was a big deal. And then Family Guy, Family Guy like really took off after oh. it got canceled. Well, the, and see, the thing, that's weird because I loved, and I, I agree with you, but I was a huge Family Guy when I, the very first time I saw it debut after the Super Bowl. Like I was, like, it, it was one of the shows that came on at, I want to say it was this, I'm trying to remember what Super Bowl it would have been. It was it like, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But uh, but that's I loved it, and I watched the first two seasons of it and was obsessed with it. And then I think it got canceled after, what, like third season, I think? I think and, that's right. And then it, it drew gigantic ratings yeah. on Adult Swim. And that was when, like, I feel like everybody I knew in college, like my freshman year, was watching the reruns, and then it got renewed the next year. And it was, yeah, so I, I feel like adult cartoons were always kind of around when I was growing up. But now, like, so yeah, like I said, like the Aqua Force, the Ricky Morty, I know you like. Bob. <laughs> I think it's Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Whatever. Uh, I don't get it. It's a, dude, I think of Fry's talking to people. I've never, I've never really gotten yeah, into it. I, I never watched that. I never watched Futurama. Now, I, Futurama, the first few seasons I liked. But, I never saw it, really. Except, the, but don't ever show me the one with the dog. I will, I can't watch that one. 
I don't want to know. The best one is still when he goes to the bank and he's like, I have a dollar ten in my account. And he, t- he goes to the bank and because of interest, he's now like a, tr- a trillionaire because it's been, it's been sitting and collecting interest in the bank the whole time he was frozen for like 300 years. <laughs> one of the better episodes. He spends most of it on the last Stardine ever. But to go back to the whole question, that American Dad probably the comfort show. Yeah, it's That's a good one. I'm flipping on at night. Texas says foot fetish is an ever growing niche on Pornhub. <laughs> Don't underestimate the footsie people out there and what they'd pay for a good foot tapping. Is that? Wh- yeah, but that's you want you want the foot attached to something. Yeah, I, th- I don't understand. I could be wrong, but. I just don't understand foot fetishism. I don't either. According to B.D. Wong in an SB episode, the, the, the pleasure part of the brain is right next to the foot part, and sometimes it gets intertwined. Is that what happens? That's what, it, that's what he said during an episode where a guy cut off a girl's foot. Because it's not part of, like, the end. It's not like a sexual I, part. I know. I, I'm, yeah. I've never understood the foot thing either. Like, but. I don't think I ever notice another person's foot unless it gets pointed out to me. Like, oh, she's got, look at her crazy big toe or look at that guy's weird feet. Like, I, I'm never looking at feet. Never. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting in Shawshank. Who looks at a guy's shoes? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'll look at the butt. I'll look at the belly. I love a good belly uh, midriff. But, yeah. Texture says, this is appropriate, I've made it to my vacation day. And then, like, so he sent that text when we were talking about vacations initially in the 4 o'clock hour. And then said, I'm going to Olympic National Park this weekend. It's sick. And I'm literally going to Portland and Seattle. I'm nice. also doing a wine tour in Willamette Valley. I'm about to have some drinks for you, Mike. Dude, that dude's having one hell of a vacation, by the that, way. That's the way to do it. That's Tance, I would do those things if we had the kid-free weekend. He just I'm assuming he's just going to go up to Seattle and start there and just work his way down the West Coast. I guess. Because Seattle's the far, Seattle's farther north. Yeah, that's the northern. The only thing that, that I'm kind of weirded out about in the – because eventually I would like to have a, a, a trip where it's just me and Mary without the kids. But like we both have talked about it, and I don't know, man. Like, like flying – Without the it just we both feel kind of strange about it. if something happened to both of us and they didn't have a parent like I don't know it just I've seen that on every sitcom ever. yeah yeah I mean and maybe that's why it gets in your head I, I know the odds are astronomical that it's going to happen yeah. but it just I don't it just kind of freaks me out a little bit I'm, I'm kind of freaked out by flying in general always have been I was going to say what I mean you'd rather at least be you two than not the kids with you though if something's going to happen I mean, yeah for sure but also the, the, give a twist to it yeah I mean. you'd like it to be I don't know. <laughs> One of us goes on vacation at one time, and the other comes like a day later. I mean, you could just tell Mary that you want to fly separately, but then she's going to be a single parent after she kills you for that. <laughs> so. No, she. I think she'd be. She's kind of in the same boat as I. You I fly. I mean, till the, we sort of have the same like fear there. Take separate vacations. It's a weird thing. No, we would just <laughs> come at different hours. <laughs> Texas oh, that's says, horrible. I would actually. Uh, oh, Plumby Bro One. Hashtag. This is a KRC text, but he says I, it would actually be hilarious if our season opener. Our fan base gets ridiculously plastered, and Mitch Barnhart sees it oh, firsthand. God, his walking nightmare. Who do they play week one at home? I'm sure it's somebody terrible. I would, that would be so awesome. Like, take three people trying to run on the field. <laughs> like, like multiple streakers. It's, it's Ball State, and it, it's a noon game okay. against Ball State. Imagine if it's just pandemonium. Oh, man, it's, so big, I mean, it's like European side, like flares coming yeah. out of the stands. <laughs> He kind of guys just standing in there, like doing the helicopter in the middle of the middle of section three eighteen. The field is just littered with Bud Light cans. Excuse me, Coors Light cans or Miller Light cans. Yeah, I was gonna uh, Coors Light and Miller, Miller, Bud Light are not allowed. Probably can't be Bud Light. Yeah, uh, Coors Light got banned too, right? Uh, are they are they done too? Are they canceled? No, no. Which one did the uh, the feminist commercial? Was that Coors Light or Miller Light? I just know the Bud Light. Which did you see that Modelo Especial is the new number one beer in America? <laughs> 
God help us. <laughs> it is, which everyone's like, oh, but like, it's like their own, but they're both owned by Anheuser Busch. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all going to the same people. Uh, <laughs> you gotta love that. But I do love that tech. Like, just like, just pandemonium at Kroger Field. Just that would be hilarious. These people who have never experienced a football game under the influence of alcohol before, because God knows you can't drink in a parking lot or sneak alcohol into these types of venues, just unhinged. Kentucky's struggling in the first half. People are throwing, like, beer bottles at the field. Mark Stoops has just been speared. <laughs> He's been pegged with a, <laughs> with a beer bottle. Why do they use glass? God help us. Who uses glass bottles at a sporting event? What is this? 1996. There's a beer snake going across the entire top row. I, I, I do worry about, like, the poor beer vendors in that first game. Like, they're, you know they're just going to get just completely destroyed by lines and they're going to be unprepared. They're going to run out of beer by halftime. I mean, it's just going to be a disaster waiting to happen. It's going to be the Louisville game when they try to do the game against those, the concert we we, we tried to go head-to-head with. Was it Michael Bublé? Oh, Bublé. Yeah, when he destroyed our attendance. Oh, <laughs> Took all our souvenir cups. Nothing's been right about this athletic program since. I hate you, Bublé. Bublé tanked the entire program. I hate you, Bublé. I hate you <laughs> so much. You Canadian bastard. Texas says, <laughs> I think he's Canadian. The best place for drinks and sports watching is the Frosty Frog in Hilton Head. They have 20 different frozen alcoholic slushy machines and grapefruit. Oh, we know. I know about the Frosty Frog. <laughs> Love the Frosty Frog. No clue. Had a friend pass out on a bachelor party in the bathroom for a solid two hours at the Frosty Frog. <laughs> Didn't know where he was. Is he anything like the Rusted Frog around here? Uh, it's not. Okay. <laughs> they, you pass out in the bathroom there and you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> one of the more embarrassing, I think the Frosty Frog bathrooms, it's one of those like, like outback where it has, it doesn't, it doesn't have like men, male and female. It's got like, I think like a frog and like, I don't know, like the Spanish name for frogs. And my buddy had to like, Google search which one was which. I'm like, you should have known from the bow in the, the, the frog's hair on one of the doors who it was. You shouldn't have had to have Googled that. That's on you. You ever passed out in public? Um, I think I passed out very briefly <laughs> Thank at... That's not a good sign. Oaks when I was in high school. I could see that. And it was actually my buddy Dylan Lawson. The Yankees he's like, he's like he's like he's like, bring Ron over here to the, they call call me Ron. I know. He's like, bring me over. He's like, I got a blanket for you to lie on for a little bit. And by the time I got over there, I was like sobered up enough that I was okay. But he he saved me for a brief moment. Only two for me were it was oh, it was Southern Miss U of L. Uh, it was a night game. We were playing for like the conference of the channel. I don't remember which I forget what year it was. It would have been like somewhere in the early two thousands. And I got it was a night game. We started tailgating like that morning, and I was drinking like hard liquor all day. By the time we like the game was coming up, I was no condition to be doing anything. And my my buddies, I remember Lance and Ruben, took me over to the Burger King to try to like, just get some food in me. And I don't know if I told the story. Like I'm in like this, the, the they like put me in the booth, and they're, they're going to order, and I I get sick in the booth, and then oh. they come up and they're like, oh god, like we're moving them to this booth. I can't stay awake. They're carrying me like weekend at Bernie style into the game. Like my arms around theirs. I've got a whopper in my left pocket. I'm just holding my drink in the other hand. At some point, I just toss it up in the air. I'm like, fire in the hole. And I just threw this up in the middle of the air. Get in the game. I'm out cold. I wake up somewhere around halftime. And I look like Dan Aykroyd in, in trading places. Like I pull the whopper out of my pocket. I just start eating this whopper. In the middle of the seat, this woman's just looking at me so disgusted. It's going to be a UK home game. <laughs> it's, that's what you're going to get. The other time was in an ER, and I passed out at the emergency room and with my gallbladder. I fell, oh. I passed out in the bathroom. They called ambulance to take me to the hospital. They, couldn't, they thought I'd died. They're like, they can't get me up. 
as obnoxiously drunk as I used to get at one point in my life, I feel like I was always really good. Like I, I was never the friend. I mean, you, everyone had friends who just would pass out. Yeah, that was the, the floor, that like, was the worst I'd ever been in, in the middle of the party. Like I never, I always like found my way to a bed. As drunk yeah. as I would get, I would always like make sure. Like I don't know, I, I could always like. Can, I guess it's because I probably had too much. There was a couple times in Western I woke up not remembering how I got to said bed. Oh yeah, that but, happened to me. All but time. I was yeah yeah. Texas says Cormac McCarthy movies that I'm aware of: The Road, Child of God, No Country, and One on the Way in Blood Meridian. He wrote the screenplay. Did not know that. Okay. The only one I've seen is I've never seen the. I probably need to watch The Road, but I love No Country. Oh, I love No Country. That's a guy. I never. Knew, I didn't know it was. I mean, I assumed it was based off a book. I just didn't know. Texas always staying miles ahead. U of L announced today they're adding medical marijuana and sportsbook stations coming to LN Stadium this fall. That'd be nice. God, that would be so. Texas UK's excitement for beer football ga- at football games is going to immediately be turned to anger when they realize it's fifteen dollars a beer. It's yeah, it's not cheap. Oh, they're 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 really gonna get mad when they start cracking down on sneaking in alcohol too. Now that they're selling it, I don't know how. I mean, when I would go to Lexington games, they could give two bleeps if you were sneaking alcohol in. Oh yeah. Now now they're gonna be probably more. Now they're actually making money off of it. You'd be shocked if they're going to let people sneak it in like they used to. I think one of the most drunk I've ever been in a football game, maybe the most drunk, was an Ohio State game. And they don't sell beer. At least they didn't back when we went in 09 or whatever. And we you know that. We were just because we were just drinking so much beforehand. And then we went to the bathroom when we got in, You know, put little rum shots into sprites that we bought and <laughs> drank during the game. And it was just not, not good. Not good for you. <laughs> who did they play that game? It was, they played Ohio. It's so I've, I I think I've talked about this. The game sucked. Ohio State won like fifty six to nothing. I would hope, yeah. But the game is famous for the Ohio mascot attacked Brutus the Buckeye right before, like right in front of us. He ran out, like <laughs> punched him, tackled him, and it was this kid who said he'd been planning it for four years. <laughs> the only reason he got into being a mascot is like he knew that game was on the schedule and he wanted to tackle Brutus and fight him. It happened right in front of us. Again, we're very drunk, and Mary's like. I don't think this is an act. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, it's part of it. And then like, I see like Bruce's head sideways and the dude just like cold cocking him. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely not part of the act. There. Well, was it the Denver mascot just got recently knocked out by uh, McGregor? Kyle McGregor. Yeah. He's, like, he's in the hospital. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that dude, but still. He took a punch from Conor McGregor, dude. You probably should have been in the hospital before you agreed to take the punch. It's it's a bold move. <laughs> all right, tonight, real quickly, uh, you, the NBA is done, NHL is done. Now we got baseball, and that's all we got pretty much for a long time. Oh God, help us! Uh, Jays Orioles seven oh five in Baltimore. Camden Yard two yards. I think Barrios is pitching tonight. Up, I believe uh, Jose Barrios. He um, is. Yeah, he's been he's been solid this year. Um, we bounce back. Blue Jays win this game. Uh, I'm assuming they're, if it's in Baltimore, they're getting one and a half. They're so. favorite. Toronto's favorite. Toronto's favorite. Uh, take Toronto to winning cover. Jays win by three. Yep, that would be the same thing I just said. And then Reds Royals going for the sweep tonight uh, on the road. Lively versus Lynch. Reds are slightly the same. I, mean, I thought Lynch pitched last night. No. Jordan Lynch was last night. Well, Dustin Lynch is tonight. Oh, how many Lynches? Daniel Lynch, I mean, is tonight. How many Lynches do they have? Well, they none, none with a win because the last night's Lynch was zero and ten. Tonight's Lynch is zero and two. Wow, that's not, oh, that's Lyles, by the way, Jordan okay. Lyles. I was, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. My bad. Uh, I'm taking Reds again to win. Oh, I did. I did load up the uh, the two K the the show last night. Uh, Ella, Ella de la Cruz. Ella de la Cruz is a seventy two. Yeah, not enough power left, by the way. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's absurd. I'm raising them on the game. Go Reds. Let's get to one and a half back tonight. Go Cubs. Beat the Pirates. I never thought I'd cheer for the Cubs, but 
There you go. Let's make it happen. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Everyone have a fantastic Wednesday night. Go Cars. I'm everything I am because you love me.